0: Welcome to another episode of the late night show, episode number six. We are uh joined, of course, as always, by your host, Derek Melinda. That's me, and my two co-hosts. We got Bob. I'm here. And we got Aaron. Hello. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Good evening.
1: You cats and kittens. Yeah.
0: Uh we are uh filming this here, early uh early March 2022, coming up on the end of daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Springtime is in, in the air and it snowed yesterday. So yes. yeah.
1: Well, that's Ohio. That's I believe Ohio. they
0: referred to this as a blizzard hurricane. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's just they, make up, words. they just make up words.
0: Well, we got a little bit more of the uh, black barrel Jameson. So let's uh, let's toast to each other here. Cheers.
2: Great.
1: Cheers. There
0: we go. Hmm, that is nice. I do like Jameson.
1: Yeah, it's just really, just really smooth. Yeah. Well, super smooth.
0: Well, today uh, we are recording this podcast, and um, you know I've been thinking a lot lately about. Um, the elements of role-playing games that I enjoy and the elements of role-playing games that sometimes feel a bit sticky, okay. feel, a bit, feel a little bit awkward. And recently, Bob, you and I uh, on the channel have been doing our night school.
1: Yes, love night school.
0: And, it, uh, you know, it's gotten a little bit of popularity with the folks in our Patreon. and The
1: people that love it, love it. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't know about it, then then... I don't know why YouTube doesn't like it. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, and one of the things that I've been thinking about, though, as we talk about this design elements, is, um, you know, dungeons are all great and everything like that. But um, one of the elements of D&D, one of the elements of fantasy, is the idea of the overland travel, right? You mean to to the dungeon? To the dungeon, oh, okay. right? Okay. Or crossing the Misty Mountains, you know, and, and Lord of the Rings or something like that, right? The epic journey and the okay. wilderness journey. And really... How do we do that? And how do we do that in a way that's entertaining? Why do we focus on that in a game? Should we focus on that in a game?
1: Yeah, that's the second question
0: part. You know, I think those are both really important questions because one of the things I'm always asking myself is Am I getting good mileage out of this m- moment in the game? Or, right? is
1: it, or are we just wasting time?
0: Are we just wasting time? It should be, not everything has to be 100% fun, literally every single second of the day, but at the, at the well, grand- some of it could set the mood and. Set a tone. It could set a tone, a mood. Like, what if I always ask? You know, one of the things I always tell people: ask yourself why in RPGs. Just ask yourself why. What is this doing for me? What is this doing for my table? And you know, travel rules have been all over the place in the history of role playing games. In the original version of the game, it was this idea of you've got hexes, and you know, you're based on your movement speed, you move however many miles per day and yep. it gets affected by the terrain oh you're in rough terrain so you're moving at half speed and to be clear those rules haven't really changed much when you think about dungeons and dragons no. or even pathfinder which is sort of derivative of dungeons and dragons. but you look at fifth edition D; it still has miles per day marched force marched rules oh you're in difficult terrain you're moving at one half speed over land and this idea of like like a dungeon but instead of like 10 or 20 rooms it's a sheet of graph paper or a hex paper with 400 400 hexes on it and the group is just moving from hex to hex and is that fun i I don't know that it it is and if i discover anything but what 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 are we discovering like what is? i don't know that's my point it it had to be something like
1: oh cool and let me let me it's fun
0: again and and, and again i'm setting the stage here and i'll let you guys kind of weigh into this i can also think of two notable examples and these happen within the last year and a half where we sat down to play basic D&D, mm-hmm. right? And we, we said, Bob has never played basic D&D. We rolled up characters. And what did we play? B2. Keep on the Borderlands. Famous adventure. The Caves of Chaos. Which has you know, been the, the first adventure for so many people for so many, many decades. And is a, is a great classic. Even if it's a little bit, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit dated. We never even made it to the Caves of Chaos. I was going to say, I don't remember the caves because I
1: don't think we made it (laughs) there. (laughs) On the
0: way there, there was a random encounter with bandits, and then that led into a trapeze through the wood to eventually tracking down the bandits and discovering their camp and all this other stuff. At the same time, in that roughly same six to 12-month period, we also started up a new PF1 campaign based off of Frog God Games' Rapana Thuk and also didn't get to the dungeon we played that for several sessions yes and he we leveled n- up and you leveled up having never made it to the dungeon yep. this is true why didn't you make it to the dungeon there was a lot of shit to handle uh, there, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on in the wilderness there have been many instances outside of that where we sessions will pass and we'll never make it to the dungeon now in some of these instances some of these are Famous sessions that people remember for years to come because like the random stuff that happened in the, 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 you know, essentially the walk to get there became so interesting. But there have also been plenty of times where it's become really, really dull. Yes. Yeah. Really, really boring. And that's sort of been the classic way to do it. And then as we get into the sort of the modern era and you look at games like Mouse Guard and, uh, you know, even like the One Ring and they have these journey phases. And then it or like fourth edition kind of brought this idea of, hey, maybe we can use skill challenges. Think of any time in a movie where you saw a montage mm-hmm. of them traveling, you know, wide shots of the party cresting over the mountains. Cut to another wide shot of them. Quick close up of them trudging through the snow or the swamp. Oh, he slips, you know, oh, oh he slips. A little. What if we can represent that? Because that's literally representing hours, days. Weeks? How can we represent that using our game engine? Well, everyone goes. Well, we clearly can't use swords. We can't, you know we can't yeah, use armor. ideas. We can't use armor classes. Uh, what do we have? Well, we have skills. Mm-hmm. All right, make an athletics check. Make a survival check, and you're like, okay, that's cool. That's engaging my character. Well, and what do these games? What do you have with that? It, I don't roll d20. Did you, did you roll high? Yes, good. Did you roll low? No, bad. And then that's how most of these, that's certainly how skill challenges worked, Right. To do that a lot. Is that interesting? Is, is making a bunch of skill challenge checks uh, interesting either? You know, I don't know. And so then I, then I get, so mm-hmm. this gets back to my original thesis. What are we trying to do with this? Right. Because in the first two examples, it seemed like all that stuff was just distracting from what we were actually trying to do, which was go to the caves of chaos, go to Rapana Thuk get to the dungeon, do the cool thing, and instead uh, the overland encounter <laughs> became the whole campaign. And then if we are going somewhere and doing something, is this fun? What kind of mood is this setting? What mm. is this trying to do at the table?
1: So, Bob, you know, I, you've you've been, been you've been part of some of these Yeah, m- both those two were really fun when we did those <laughs> uh side encounters, but a lot of times I don't find them to be very in engaging it seems like uh, you told me about the, i guess it i guess i don't know how cool the dungeon is until i get there i guess because it's like okay the caves of chaos i don't know how cool they are because i've never been there um but the the leading up to it was really fun i mean sure. I, had a, I had a really fun time playing and trying to figure out how to solve this issue with the bandits and obviously Aaron almost dying and that was really cool and saving the day and everything so that was kind of kind of really fun i i like the concept that there should be something this isn't just jump to the dungeon. But I, 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 don't know. I, I, I like combat. And I think it's really fun. I like, I like the idea that there's challenges along the way. Skill checks seem kind of boring because mm-hmm. it just seems like I'm rolling d20 and then hey, I got lucky. Though I do like the idea of maybe saying if I, if I came up with a good solution, that it would lower the DC, so therefore I'm succeeding.
0: Sure. Better I mean,
1: if you have some way to interact yeah. with that, I, I, agree. That is always a fun so way. That, that to me sounds really cool. Like, oh, don't worry. He had his. Love leather feather ladder and he was able to bypass this challenge really easily it's like oh that, he came so prepared that's cool versus just i rolled an acrobatics check and i was able to survive right. it's like well that's not as cool right like as the preparation so that part's kind of cool though i think tracking stuff in the wild is really cool like if there was like a monster we were tracking those what were you tracking on the way to repent we were tra- uh, knolls. gnolls because we were actually going after them yeah so the trackingness of that the the we had stayed in that abandoned um, fort for the mm-hmm. night, or little keep thing, and they had come with the wolves. I think, if I'm not mistaken.
2: So there's you're conflating two battles there, but uh, we okay. we hid in a ruined farmhouse. Yes, and that night, uh, wolves led by some wargs. That's what happened. Uh, surrounded. All the that cactus. was cool. And then the following morning, we went to the knolls. The knolls came after us because they were up in the forest. Well, and okay. we had made the comment before. We knew the knolls were mm-hmm. there, and so we weren't even really that surprised because they had saw us on the other side of the river and then just picked up our tracks the following day and came after us and then we fought them and then the session after that that's uh, when you guys decided to go after the we gnolls. went after Knowles because we wanted to remove the a threat en- encampment and threats mm-hmm. so that we could basically clear a path so
1: that trackingness that that survival in the woods at night it's dangerous that was kind of cool and it led up to that I actually had a lot of fun thinking about that and uh, and we actually played the I think the abandoned uh, farmstead really cool, like blocking the doorways and yeah. trying to get through the wolves, and that was all really cool. Very so, visceral. Yeah, that is really nice.
0: Now, it's funny. I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. Okay, this is true. Um, can in your mind, do you can you imagine what that farmhouse was? Yeah, looked like? it was awesome. 100
1: I imagine this, like, sort of. Well, also, I didn't want to, like, I know everybody you wouldn't let me sleep in my armor. Every,
0: <laughs> you can, you just become fatigued. It's a um, big deal about sleeping my armor. Yeah, Bob had a big thing with sleeping his armor in that campaign, but um. Is it, I'm sure everybody has a slightly different pers- perspective. But what's interesting about that, though, is that wasn't really wilderness mechanics. Correct. That wasn't... That was a combat That wasn't type. a skill check to get to the dungeon. Yeah. But it right. also wasn't like...
1: But I also had to map out stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. That was my first time learning how to map. Right. Um, like physically mapping while we were playing. I, I don't know. This, this tracking idea and trying to find clues and trying to get to this place. I think all that was really cool. And there was a purpose. I think the purpose there was a purpose to that versus just, I'm on my way to the dungeon and something random happens. Right. I yeah. have to make a ra- random skill check because guess what? It's bad weather. This, there was a purposeful driven issue that had a lot of uh, flavor to it that we yeah. had to solve. And that actually, I think, drove it home to the players, and, yeah. including
2: me. I have some thoughts, but I, I want to hear yeah. from you first. So, actually, I do want to talk about the RA stuff. because okay. I, I think it's <laughs> R- RA stuff. Rapanathuk. Yeah, I, I, I will start with, um, I love the concept of wilderness. Okay. I know you do. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm separating the two. I'm separating it from how do you get to work and is it practical versus the feel, right? So the feel for me, one of my favorite things in fantasy is uh, uh, the travel, the montage shots as, as Derek called it, right? You know, I think wilderness is beautiful. I like seeing pictures of uh, wilderness, you know, real or fantastical. You know, I growing up, I loved hiking as a kid Love camping. You know, I, we have that inspiring photography channel
0: yeah, on, we do. The, on our Patreon Discord where people just post awesome landscape like, pictures. It might be my favorite channel. You yeah.
1: just, just got to tune in there every once in a while just to just yeah, check it out. It's I've awesome. had a lot of fun just taking yeah. some of my yeah. favorite
0: shots that I took while I was uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail and just yeah. adding those. And
1: Yeah, there is something to this, these great scenes that some of these – artists can put together yeah. and in
2: real life and in movies. And and like the name is is accurate it is inspiring mm. because when I look at these, I imagine adventure. Right. right. I, you know? Well
0: and, and I and I think that part of that idea is that these places, what makes them fantastical and what makes them this is that they are hard to get to. Right. That it is a journey.
1: I, that's fair, you know what that's I mean? Fair.
0: Like it feels like you have to earn it. You know, if the lost city of gold is down the street, not a big deal. It just doesn't feel like a big deal, right? But if you have to cross the trackless wastes, right. if you have to, you know, cross the misty mountains, I mean, why did we enjoy early EQ one so much? Yeah, when we played EverQuest one, oh, it's I, like, "What's EQ one? Yeah, EverQuest one, an MMO." <laughs> But that's because the game world was so big and you, there was no like auto maps and there was no mapping back then. So it was just like you had to cross these huge tracks of zones that were very dangerous. And
1: Now you can uh, click on the place you want to go. And t- fast travel. Yeah. Well, sometimes you fast travel. I've actually seen games now where you click it and it has to walk there, but you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You just click See it and you just shit. put your phone down or your game down and you just walk away. Right. I'm, I'm not like,
2: sure wow. which is worth. Well, I don't <laughs> know <laughs> which one's <laughs> worth <laughs> either.
0: Well, but even to, I'll use another example of this. When I first started playing World of Warcraft back in the early 2000s, um there were dungeons in the game mm-hmm. they were really cool but you used to have to like you know go physically with your character to walk across the world find the actual physical location of that dungeon and but, then you had to so, get a if party things
1: aren't happening along the way are you just like oh my god for the next 20 minutes i'm just gonna be walking in the grass that, that is sounds tr- boring
0: that is true mm-hmm.
1: that is true I mean, that part sounds boring but like at least in repentant thug like we had to go on this river, and then we saw like that. I think it was a post or uh, a statue or something, and that that meant we had to go south. Yeah, so that's actually what I want to talk Landmarks, about. Landmarks, I feel like. It was
0: a statue of Orcus. Yeah. Yeah. Pointing south. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I remember that still. First of all, I. Can you even imagine what that statue that's looks what I'm like? I'm saying,
1: I, could, I don't know if it's just you because you're a very good. Uh, GM DM, and then also Aaron being so enthused to play in wilderness that made that campaign very fun for the <laughs> one or that two campaign. three things. We, we played, I think we played three sessions. Yeah, only played three. Loved that campaign, but I was having such a great time. Could I have campaign. that same fun if people were all like, uh huh, uh huh, the knolls? Uh, know. The, oh, you can we get died. to the
0: dungeon? Well, uh, I will say this and I'll let Aaron talk okay, about yeah. the statue. But I will say this: Aaron can make or break a campaign. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I enjoy <laughs> like playing if, Aaron, Aaron. if Aaron is in, if Aaron is engaged and cares campaign most of the time is going to be a fairly successful one
1: well so, so then if, i guess maybe if, aaron, I don't, I have if a... aaron
0: is checked out and doesn't really care and hasn't leveled up his character
2: because he just doesn't even care about leveling it <laughs> with the campaign well,
1: then my opinion skewed then it's gonna have a problem so dragon's I,
2: delve was a successful campaign <laughs> true it true. was just very complicated yes it was very complicated. Right, so sorry I was sorry very for interrupting bizarre. on no, your, no, no. Uh, wilderness yeah. I, I was gonna say so i think the reason that campaign did wilderness well and i and i really do think this is what the intent always was, right? If you look back at the older editions of the game, this is why the wilderness rules didn't give you anything other than metrics of movement. And, you mean like miles per day? Exactly. Right. Compare that to like, as you were pointing out, fourth edition, which is a skill challenge or what we're doing now in dark winter, which is a skill challenge, which we're doing for challenge. PF2, PF
0: two, right? Where we have made journeying to the dungeon Basically a series, a skill challenge. Abstract skill challenge. It is a fourth edition abstract skill 100%. challenge where, hey, certain skills, you need to test them. There's yep. a DC yep. based on a certain level criteria. If you make the check, you get a success. If you make a, if you fail, you get a failure. If yep. you get so many successes before so many failures, you reach the dungeon with no trouble. Right. Basically, right?
2: Yep. So the reason I think RA works and it's following that older style of, of play is because it's, you know, we all throw around the term hex crawl. No, I don't actually think HexScrawl is a good way to play Wilderness, and I don't think um, it, it, it doesn't really capture the feeling of it, right? So, so hex crawl I'll, I'll be brief on it because I'm sure Derek won't want to talk about more. But like hexcrawl, a lot of people will approach that the way you might approach clearing a dungeon, meaning you as a player Clear are Ray aware are of the hex, you are aware of the hexes around it, and you know that there are X items in the hex. And so you now approach this structure in the game, uh, from this point of view of the hex, you're no longer thinking about it as the wilderness. You're thinking about it as a room, and you go, "Okay, we're going to clear A1, and then we'll move to the east, and now we're going to clear B1, and we're just going to keep clearing all the hexes." You, you've stopped thinking about it like a real place, exactly.
1: So you're saying like, "Okay, uh, the dungeon is sixty miles away, and I do uh, ten miles a day or something, right?" And, and so, so one hex a day, let's say. Well, I'm not even saying the hexes. You're you're saying that you like it when it's. Uh, there's a destination, a start point. It has an X amount of distance, and you're going to go right. through some types of hazards that you well, would decide so, or I, I figure like, out. It, it, is that kind of what you're I saying? I think
2: the phrase is like point-based discovery. Like okay. the statue is, is pivotal for this, as is the river and the creek that spun off of mm-hmm. the river, okay? Because think about the way we navigated to try to get to that dungeon was the way we would do that in real life. And meaning we had yeah. to get clues. We had to get information We about had no land. map. We, I had to draw it, it as we no go. Map, yeah. Right. And we knew that okay, if we go down the main river, I think to the west, yep. uh, far enough, we will come across a creek and we will come across the statue. And then we know we need to head south. And if we head south, by the way, far enough, that is all actually correct, which is crazy because that was like over a year ago. Well, but this is my that's I had the drawn crazy.
1: still in my book. The reason <laughs> this it is was it was so west, west, in my brain it was
0: the creek yep. and it was south. And in
2: fact, actually do yeah, you it's well, wait, and I'll say this. Do you remember what the risk of the what the danger of the creek was? Well, I know, well, the creek, yeah, on the, on the further west side of the creek, going south, is where uh, the hag was in the forest? Sure, exactly. Okay. Was a, but wasn't there, like, it, a
1: sorcerer it, in the east side, south, southeast? You're, you're thinking of the, the druid. The druid, okay. Yeah. Well, I remembered a lot of this. was yeah, yeah. pretty
2: good. It was like evil forest caster. Evil forest caster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then north, no, sorry, southeast from the statue uh, was the knoll camp on the high rise. On the, Correct. High, on the ridge. Right, right. Yeah. But is right.
1: It, it didn't it, when it split, that's where the fort, or the farmstead was? No, so
2: once we went south some distance, that's where it the was Yabarni. on the east side of the. It was on the east
1: bank. Correct. Yeah. It was on the okay. east bank of the river, right. which yep. is the side we were naturally on. And I, I would say, and this is this is to Derek's point about uh, drawing and probably writing out your character sheet. I remember it very well because I mapped the yeah. thing yeah. by drawing it out. Right, yeah, so Derek. I remember it to this day. So this conversation is is
2: entirely my point. Like this became a real thing because we were navigating a real wilderness. Right, and we were what thinking is about real,
0: it. right? Real is what you can remember and what you can talk about and what you can reminisce about. So from a certain perspective, that became real. You weren't thinking about this in terms of, like, a grid. No. You weren't thinking about this in terms of hexes.
1: No, I was thinking about it in terms of landmarks and points.
0: and real geographical locations.
1: Which is how you would map a wilderness that might be (laughs) uncivilized.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, over you didn't have GPS, you know. Something
1: like that, yeah. You know, if someone didn't have a map and someone didn't have gps how would you tell them to get to your house well, that's exactly what the bartender told us he goes go east or go west you're going to hit a point yeah. you're hit a statue then go south some ways and there's going to be a split in state of the east After what exactly he right. said i just remember drawing it well, out well
2: there's a high rise and there's this forest yep. if, and if we went too far um uh, we'd miss the opening so we would yes. know that right and so that's you know where we were going
1: so yeah i i so again i i don't know if i i liked it because because Aaron was playing <laughs> or if i liked it because i was tracking it and i felt like i
0: was I, I think it more was what you just said. I think it's more that you felt you were engaged, connected. Yeah. You're, you that 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 you that, couldn't be you checked out ex- on your phone because you, you I was head fucking all the map. You were experiencing <laughs> real role playing where
1: bye uh, That doesn't sound like a bye-bye now.
0: <laughs> where and that but that's when I when I was telling but when I was bitch about well, let's be clear. It's not, I'm not telling people, I'm bitching. When I when I bitch about people about what role playing is, okay? Thinking about that place like it's a real place and that like you are there worried that somewhere in those dark tree trunks and dark bows of that high ridge running parallel to the river that while you stick down to the lowlands of the river for all you know up in those dark trees a null war party is watching your every move waiting to strike feeling that anxiety and that fear as you march into a trackless wilderness that's role playing. The anxiety
1: right. came at night when you were talking about like the wolf howls and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, we got people on like staying up to like look out and stuff. I'm like, this, this to me is like I'm literally visioning someone on the lookout with this like little torch. We can't have too much light because I remember you guys right. telling me right. we can't really have light because that will attract stuff. I'm like, man, I, what we're what are we gonna do here? Well, this <laughs> is another,
2: I love that campaign because like the the threat and risk is real, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but but do you remember this when we middle of the week, right? And th- this is always a sign that Derek and I. Uh, used to determine if anyone actually cares about the campaign or not. Does anyone talk about when it's not Friday, right? Sure. In the middle of the week, you and I were planning out a strategy to get the Knowles to deal with the Knowles yep. because you know the stress. So think about that, right? Let's let's talk about mechanics and then what we did at the role playing. The mechanics were Derek. I know because I have this adventure. Derek has a table and Knowles are on the table and Derek rolled the Knowles. Mm-hmm. That is that is true, right? Yeah, I knew be, that. By the way, let's be real clear about that for anyone <laughs> who's listening all that we're talking about is a random encounter is a random section, essentially a random encounter. Right. Now we know, and the venture tells you this, that the random encounter is linked to a camp. Yes. So this is where the knows are coming from. Correct. Right. So it's not just completely faceless, but for all intents and purposes, it's a random encounter as we cross the map. And so, so Derek literally has two pages in front of him. He has the map, which we just described, Yep. which we haven't seen and we learned right uh, through play. And then he has the table of the random things that can happen. And so Derek's
1: job was gnolls.
2: Loving them. They're dead. (laughs) Right? So.
1: (laughs) I did roll 11 and I was like, well, they're dead. (laughs) Right. So. I remember there being a lot of
2: gnolls. So we played through that. Right. But we learned about the world. We knew that these gnolls were in the world. Yes. And we knew, you know, because we got a good DM and we also know how these games work, that if we were to do something about these gnolls, the gnolls would be gone. Yep. And that would be one less threat. And this is a dangerous campaign. We knew because, you know, we hyped it up to you, but also this campaign, if, you know, the, the listeners are unaware, you know, this is an extremely deadly uh, campaign. It's renowned
0: for its de- It's called yes. the, Dungeon the Dungeon of Graves. It's renowned for its deadliness. Right.
1: It's not quite Tomb of Horrors, but it, it's close to do- it. It's
0: modern Tomb of Horrors, well, I'd like, say.
1: Didn't you say, like, they printed the people that died or something? Yeah. Well, uh,
2: yeah. yeah. There's, like, a in the book, there's, like, a death log. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny.
2: Yeah. So, it's a very dangerous campaign. And that's exciting because, you know, you, you know, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but like you walk into an AP or whatever, an adventure, and you're like, okay, we're the main characters. Unless we're stupid, we're going to live. You know, there's we're, an we're expectation
0: of, of survival. Yeah.
2: None of that was in this game. Yeah. And it was a very that old school mentality where, the, you know, Bob, you wanted to live? Well, that's on you, buddy. Well, and I think that's what I wanted to get to is that what
0: made, I think, that very interesting and very involved was actually the lack of die rolls. 100%. Now, right, meaning it was all just yeah, we choices. We roll yeah. until we got really into combat. That's right. Right. Because that's when we don't know.
2: And that's my point about
0: the, right. the like, older editions. Like, there like, were no macaques. It was your speed. That was about it. That was the only thing you did have. But my point is, you weren't, we weren't abstracting it. We were de- diving into it. Right. But here's the problem, which is great except the problem was we played for three sessions and we never made it to the dungeon. Now, you guys are all talking now, about how it's is one that of your problem? favorite. Because well, I that, love it. Well, that's what I'm saying. You guys are talking about, like, it's, you're like, it's one of my favorite things that we've done in the last couple of years, you know? And, and you're <laughs> sitting here remembering, like, I can remember everything.
1: I remember that one and okay. the BX okay. one or whatever we called it. Yeah, the BX2. I love, I love that. Now, but here, again, getting to that point. I still though. have my character sheet, so whenever we're ready to roll back <laughs> up, we're Bob, ready. i got to be honest
2: with you. The fact that we were leveling up, before we got the dungeon, actually made me feel kind of good. Because I was like, all right, maybe we'll get a shot once we, we get into well, the dungeon. We were going
1: to a side dungeon where we weren't going to the real. It was even But yeah. you were going to. It uh, was baby thook. You, were, you were
0: going to baby baby <laughs> <thook>. <laughs> Yeah, you were going to the back. You were basically going to the back entrance. Right. Um. But I, I do think there's something interesting there though. Again, I don't want to sound like a Gygaxian fanboy because I do think that he got lucky. I think <laughs> <laughs> You've I don't talked about that. before. Yeah, yeah I've said 20. this before. Yeah. Um. He rolled a twenty on his on his create game check. Um. There was a certain sense of appeal, though, because well, me there was a certain set, a part of that ma- that made sense, because in the old days of the game, we've talked about this before on the podcast, that in the old original version of the game, you got experience primarily through getting treasure. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Now, to be clear, we we talked about this just last night, Aaron, but. We, we think of it one way, but actually it was the other way. We think of it like as, oh, in order, the purpose of this role-playing game, this is like a modern thinking. The purpose of the role-playing game is to level up. Yes. And in basic d and you got experience through getting treasure. So that means I want to go get treasure because that's what's going to give me experience and that's what's going to level me up. Yes. Gygax designed it the opposite. He goes, my players are going to want treasure. So I better make experience.
1: Oh, okay. get awarded for
0: getting treasure because that's the way I need. That's going to be the way that I'm going to reward them.
1: That's why they even want to go in the dungeon. In
0: the first they want to go in the dungeon for treasure, right? Mm-hmm. I better tie experience to treasure because that's going to be the thing, right? What gets measured gets, mo- you know, what gets ma- uh, measured gets uh, managed. Uh, managed. How do you motivate your players? Well, if the players are like, I, I, all I care about is getting treasure and magical items, and you're like, well, I that probably if I I want to reward them, I should probably tie experience points to those things because that otherwise they're not going to level up. So it was almost like a backwards approach. But even in mechanically, mechanically written into the game, but even naturally when you think about it. In the, originally in the game, there were these treasure tables. Okay? They went A through Z. Okay? The first couple of them, A through K or something like yeah. that, were really good. I think the A treasure table is like insane, right? Wait, so the
1: table is the, a letter, and then it's a whole table, yeah, and then it, B is a different table? Yeah, B's
0: or, A is yeah, one table, B is oh, okay. one table. I thought
1: it was like A to Z, like 26 items. No, there's
0: 26 tables. Oh, okay. And each table had a different chance of having gold, right. of having silver, of having magical items, of and having all... Were so it associated there's 26 of monsters. tables, and
1: each table had how many... How many, how many gold amount? pieces
0: you found, yeah. how many silver pieces you found, right? Oh, man. Now... Like, the A table might be thousands of gold. Mm. But, like, the G table might be, like, hundreds of gold. So how do you roll it? Okay.
2: Percentage or roll it or whatever. So the way you got the table was that certain monsters would be key to a table. So, like, uh, dragons were like A. Right, dragons were like A. I was like, how do you know what table it is? Okay. Okay, Okay. Yeah, the
0: monster would tell you. But here's the thing about these monsters. They gave you two tables. Right. They would tell you, what is the table in its lair or its dungeon? Which okay. would be the high table, like A. Which would be like the A or the B. And then it would tell you what is the table when you find the monster random, right. over oh,
1: Like a random account. So that would be incidental, and, and, which and, would be like way low. And basically, in modern okay. day
0: terms, it would be, <laughs> do you find the person with their entire bank account, or do you just find them with whatever cash is in right. their wallet?
2: Yep. For example, I don't have cash on me because I don't carry cash. <laughs> right. So but, killing me right now would be a waste of <sighs> time. Uh, I, right, there, where, goes, where, there
1: goes tonight's. Uh, right, whereas <laughs> I've
2: got 50 bucks. So, oh, what the, now, what this there right, we go. Okay, well, where do <laughs> level up? But, but, <laughs> yeah. but, well, and so, well, no, 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 but this
0: is something I determined. This is something I discovered. This is something I learned as a DM. I learned this in third edition. Okay. I learned this in third edition. The re- the reason I learned this in third edition was third edition, uh we you know, came out of second edition. In first edition, you got XP for treasure and you got very little XP for killing monsters. Correct. Okay. In second edition, the uh, treasure, getting XP for treasure was an optional rule. It was in a blue bar, and by that point in time in the 90s, most people weren't using it. Right. Okay? And
1: they just wanted to fight.
0: They wanted to fight. But the problem was they didn't really raise how much experience points you got for fighting, so now it just took forever. And so people thought the game became a huge, horrible grind. And we did talk about this in another podcast, but yeah. But in the third edition, and we talked about this, in the third edition, they got rid of the treasure for XP thing entirely. And so the whole point of the game became fighting monsters to level up. And I realized this when I was running a third edition game, and my players were trying to create random encounters, so right? they could fight more, right, so they could fight more and level right. up. The same thing was true in the original game. In the original game, the reason you wanted to get to the dungeon was because the dungeon is where the treasure was. Right. When you were traveling overland, when you guys were fighting in, in ba- if we were playing original D anD D, when you were fighting those gnolls or those wolves or those wargs, that was dangerous. Those wolves and wargs weren't going to have treasure. The knolls that were on the raiding party weren't going to be carrying their tribe's loot with them. They might have only had a handful of coppers or silver pieces on them, right? So, they why were, did we find them entertaining and not a waste of time? Well, because it's still exciting to fight things. But why did you find that so exciting and fun? Because in Pathfinder One, which we were playing, right, you, you get experience. you get experience, right. full experience for fighting those yeah, things.
1: I don't know if that's why I found it exciting. No, it was actually awesome. No, but what I'm trying to say but is, why was it awesome? Because okay. I think that's well, the well, point. Of what the, I'm
0: saying is of wilderness. What probably. I'm saying is. The way that you guys were describing that game, you were having fun, you were ro- ro- roaming through the woods, you were leveling
2: up. Why go to the dungeon at all? Well, because we weren't making money, which was a problem. We did want money.
1: I just wanted to get to the dungeon, and there was a, there were these issues. Well, what and the reason way- we wanted
2: to take out the gnolls was to get a safer path to the dungeon so that we could basically— right. In modern terms, and farm we go the back dungeon? to the
1: bartender and be like, "Yeah, we took care of that null problem for you." Because I thought he said there was an issue. There was a bounty too. Yeah, there was a bounty. Yeah, but what and I'm trying like to do—if we took yeah.
2: out the camp, we knew that they had loot. Well, so we and, were still thinking in similar ways. Sure, but what I what I'm trying to get
0: at is in the original game, the wilderness was not only scary because the random encounter could be anything; it could be right. eleven nulls, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Oh, Huge ranges this. on levels and number, right? Mm-hmm. But the second reason was you just didn't get a lot of treasure. The the treasure was found in the creature's lairs, where Mm -hmm. they lived, or in the dungeons. That was where you were going to find a plus two sword just laying out in the middle of a field. Which makes sense. But you could die there, Mm -hmm. right, when a no war party came upon you. And so the wilderness became a thing not to like, I don't want to say that you, it doesn't mean you didn't enjoy it, but the wilderness was something that, in a sense, you're like,
2: this is an obstacle. This is a barrier. It was also uh, dynamic adventure creation, because just like what we did, basically, you know, you might come across this random encounter and then go, oh, I bet they have a lair nearby. We should go to that lair and take it out because it's like a dungeon. Well, that's but smaller, what you guys did a with exactly. the bandits. Right. I rolled a random encounter for bandits. You
0: guys killed the bandits. The bandits had no treasure on them because they were carrying. They were, their sacks and satchels were empty, empty so they take could take your lo- treasure <laughs> back. But you're like, wait, not only are these guys bad, okay, we're, we're team good, but also we didn't get any real treasure for that. What if we track the bandits back to their camp, kill them, and then take all their treasure? And then not only will we get a bunch of experience, right. but we'll also have done I, a good I, deed. I just don't know if I was thinking of an experience. I actually think... Well, that's e- even better. Yeah. That actually, was... no, no, that actually is great. Congratulations, Bob. Oh, good. You're, you're better than everybody. Oh, okay, that's so great.
1: I was actually thinking of it. I think like, like Aaron was talking about, like making... One, I could get some money, which could help right. me, my character. But two... We were poor both of these campaigns. but But also to... Because I wanted to get to this dungeon that you guys were talking about being so deadly, this baby thug in this yeah. case. But I was like, "That's going to help us get there," and that's why I want to take care of this. But this is an issue, and I don't know. I must have just been entranced into the into the environment, anyway. No, it, listen, which is
0: great. It's that's great. That's what
2: I'm saying. That's
1: literally. the I don't definite, remember I, I very caring, very caring about way. leveling up. Mm-hmm. I was
2: just loving every moment of it.
1: I I just remember very. Vividly, and I don't remember thinking about leveling up. I do remember thinking, like, how the heck am I going to survive? But we need to get at this dungeon. The when dungeon was the goal.
0: When, it's, it's, when the game is so good that you forget that you're playing a game, that's when a role-playing game is doing yeah. its job.
1: So how does, now, how g- does g- get g- that get now, 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 getting back to
0: that, when you are doing a by-the-book hex, quote-unquote, crawl, and you're thinking about it in terms of A1 moving to B2, or when you're going, how many successes do I have? How many failures do I have? What skill do I have? You're not doing that. Right. You're very much focused on the mechanics and the game.
1: You start of check out.
0: Well, you've made it, you've changed it from a player challenge to a, to a PC or to a character challenge challenge but not
1: even that it's more like a a, uh, a random challenge well it's because a it, challenge because
2: it's, it's testing your character
0: skills. It's,
1: it's still it is but, and I am, I, and but I do, i'm leaving a
0: lot right. of fate and i do think that all good role-playing games should and this is actually a rule of dungeon craft that we haven't really gotten to yet oh, so but stay tuned for a future night school but one of the rules of dungeon craft is challenge the players and challenge the characters right right you should you shouldn't just uh, one of the biggest mistakes mm. that i think people make which i always rant about is when you ignore the character Right. that I meaning your mechanics, those feats and those skills and all those things are there for a reason. Right. If you just always ignore them and always hand wave them and always just let the players talk their way out of anything, then it's like, why do I even have a character sheet? Yeah. Why are we even playing a game? We could just yeah. put the put, character try. sheet away.
1: Yeah. Because I was saying, it sounds like you're arguing for that, but you're also not arguing for that.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm not arguing for that because wh- where the, the game mechanics come in is... You guys are moving into a trackless wilderness, and you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But if someone makes a survival check, then you see the null tracks, and you know mm-hmm. that there are nulls in this region.
1: So you can use your skills to well, – use your game mechanic skills to improve the, to the, impro- the story right. that you're trying to – Well, not the story.
0: Te- well, I'm just saying – we- No, the, the skills are your – they're your tools as the player, the actual human being. Yes. They're your tools to sort of influence and interact with the environment in a way that we as people don't really have a way to decide on any other way. But
1: what you're saying is, though, you also like it when you don't have to do the roles that you can kind of, I came prepared, so therefore I think we can do this. But well, that He doesn't true. like
2: it when the roles are the only thing that determines the outcome. Or yes.
1: that the talking is the only thing that determines Correct. the outcome. Because and, then you're just talking and you're just role-playing yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Going back to last true, episode, true which games. last
0: episode of the podcast was named True Role-Playing Game. Yes.
2: Um, I like games that is... So
1: you're want, you want a really good balance. Yeah. I do. And, and
2: again, thinking about that adventure that we like so much, again, think about how the skills were used, right? Bob, you and I, we got to cross this dangerous wilderness. We know we're going to die here. It's Derek as a DM who is also running Rapana Thuk. Yeah. Sure. Right?
1: That's, that's, that's fair. That's what you guys were selling me. Right.
2: <laughs> how did we get through the without dying?
1: Yeah, so you actually almost had to like become even more, you would almost become more into your character because you knew that if you didn't play it right or smart, and didn't think about it, like if I was like, oh, "I'm just gonna play my phone for a second. like if I didn't really think about what was happening, we were gonna die. And, and I didn't. That's want why to that die. campaign was great. Yeah. Well, because ultimately I, I couldn't check out because right. if I did, you'd have been like, "We, we just died." Well, because yeah. because, <laughs> because what because what I want and and I played with us. It was it me, you, Tim, and George. I think George was there, yeah. Okay. What what I what I Kaz think,
2: might have been there too.
0: Actually. What I think is interesting is um no. No, no, I we, think we it was just in us before. Before. It was just in person. Okay. Um, but because one of the things that I talk about, and I talked about this with Pathfinder two, is one of the things that I miss about Pathfinder two. This is a deliberate choice. Um, but they've moved a lot of your decision making into your character, into your feats, into your powers, um, and they're fairly
1: limited. There's only you. You can only do so much. Right, I think if you don't have the feet, you can't do it. That's like what it's, it's almost like restrictive.
0: It is, but yep. also like there's just not as many items out there anymore that like there's not many as many decisions that you can make that will just let you get this huge advantage. You know, to your point, you're
1: you're, you're trying to find an item to not to break your character, but to advance your character. Sure, but to your idea, your point is,
0: hey, I'll give you the best. Ex- I mean, I'm not. This is a great example. Hey, I've got a great idea. Okay, and. How about we and this is like this is a this is the perfect metaphor okay for what I'm talking about. We have a great idea. The gnolls are tracking us. We now know that the gnolls are tracking us. Why don't we lead them into an ambush mm. and we'll get the jump on them. Mm. Cool. And then you do that. You now in basic or first edition that was a death sentence for the people getting ambushed. Yeah. Right? I mean, historically I've done the, I play paintball in my youth. Yeah. Historically, guess what? If you're in a position of strength behind cover with People walking into a kill zone, yeah, you just you win, win yeah. okay? And first edition D&D, and base, pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty close they to it. They respect that. Okay? I, I, now, in third edition, Pathfinder 1, third edition, you get this surprise round mm. where the p- people who win surprise get to have an entire turn, basically,
2: to go. I mean, you could do that now, still, right? in Pathfinder 2, there mm. is no surprise round. But you could do it. No, you, you're playing with Derek and I, and we uh, are very fine. loose with the one sentence statement yeah. that says the DN determines when the encounter starts. Rules is written; there is no surprise okay. run. Right. Do okay. you know why there's no surprise run on Pathfinder Two? I don't know
1: because, because it gives so a powerful. tremendous
0: advantage
2: <laughs> to one side. It makes it unbalanced.
1: But wouldn't? But wouldn't? If you, I mean, we've talked about wait, before. a second. Wait, wait, if wait, if wait. you planned it right, wouldn't that? Be be, oh, no, boy, no, you're getting you, way
2: too simulationist here. No, Paisel's Razor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because, because think about it, we've talked about this
0: before. A lot, of, a lot of combats are about three or four rounds. Yes. Right? Tops. So you're getting three, you're getting yeah. three times three. You're getting nine actions to, to the enemy's nine actions. Mm-hmm. Get 33% up front. That's ridiculous. What if you get to go three actions before the enemy <laughs> ever gets to even go? And then what if you won initiative? So you get to go three times, and then the enemy gets to go three, and then you get to go three times before the enemy's even gone. St- sounds pretty cool (laughs) well and
1: here's the thing it It, sounds like if i prepped right that'd be cool it would be but if i if i got surprised i'd probably be like damn this sucks
0: well well, it's it works both ways (laughs) because the problem is whoever has surprise better play better whoever has supplies surprise in that situation has a tremendous advantage and if it's the heroes that have the tremendous advantage then that cool fight that you've planned might just end with a whimper with all the enemies dead with arrows sticking out of their necks before they ever got to go And vice versa, if the heroes get surprised, guess what? They might be dead lying on the ground with arrows in their ears before they've gotten to go. And I think from years of playtesting from people, they said, this is a problem. The other way. It's a problem either way. We don't want the heroes to just win because they had a good idea. We want every fight to be a nail biter that goes to the bitter end.
2: Bob, I see the expression on your face, and I agree. This sucks.
1: I don't know if it sucks. I just, I'm just confused by it because one, yeah, obviously, I don't want the ogre to surprise me. Think of it like this: you like uh, football? Yes.
2: Okay. What if a team got to get a <laughs> surprise round?
1: So like I thought, <laughs> it's a little different in football, I guess. But uh,
2: no, no, that's my point, though. This yeah, is this they would is just combat score a touchdown. As, this is combat as a sport. Yeah. Right. So so. I was thinking like
1: hockey, they have like the pen, uh, penalty box where you get to play against less people, which is pretty nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of similar, but you know, I, I'm warming like the team is just unready. So like you get to have a... <laughs> yeah, okay. A great example they're was subbing oh, no, in, fo- in football,
0: well, if, football, what if I could snap the ball, right? While the enemy, the other team was still like... C- getting Subbing, under the, they're subbing. Yeah, in. They're still coming into the <laughs> yeah, field and right. like half their team is huge coming advantage. off the bench
1: and you're like, I- right. I'm just passing the ball down the field. <laughs> but the problem there is... Which is right, is that if you knew because you prepared properly, right. you should be rewarded.
0: Well, now, so that is what... And Pat, you should... But that's combat as war. Now, now, like like 4th edition, Pathfinder 2... But does that they,
1: encourage role-playing, which is good? Well, what
0: they did is they shifted... Preparation shift, role-playing? Well, here's what they're they are starting to understand our they, patron they, a little they, bit sorry. more, Bob. They, shifted, <laughs> they shifted the burden of winning from you being smart... Yeah. To your yeah. character being good. Yeah. Well, and when I say good, I don't mean I don't mean alignment. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I say. Proficient. They, they shift. Skilled. Proficient. So they shifted the burden from you being good. Can't there good, be
1: a balance of I mean, yet, me they, being. And here's the thing.
0: You are correct. I don't want it to just be. Right. That, oh, I'm a good player. I win all of you every time. Yeah. I want it to be a balance. That's why it's a role-playing
2: game. In conclusion, this is why third edition is the best edition. Well, I don't know if that's 100% true.
1: (laughs) Well, it just means like if my character mechanically prepared correctly, like I stealth in because that's what my character does and I got this back cloak and that's what I'm going to do, I should get a surprise from because I prepared right. Or if I'm if my character's is an idiot and he runs right into the yep. doors, right, they might have a surprise round. And I would say that maybe you shouldn't have played. Well, that and right. I would say that mm-hmm. modern
0: game design doesn't want either of those situations. Correct. So they why? don't want so
1: much variation. Well, it's just like
0: they want you to have a consistent experience. You know, here is what the thing well, that means. It control you. You, it. you do a lot of work for McDonald's. Yes. Okay.
3: Like,
0: okay, McDonald's like Starbucks. If you read their like mission statement, it isn't to create a great cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's it's the same, it's same to cup of coffee. To create a consistent cup of coffee.
1: You want me to tell you even further than that? Okay. They want you to, anytime you walk into a McDonald's, McDonald's, yeah. you know exactly where the restroom is. You know exactly where the counter is because every McDonald's is the same.
0: There you go. They want, right, variation. You know, so where where, the where you go, the because right?
1: there's so many McDonald's, you would just be like, if I walk in the uh, non-drive through side to the yep. doors I yep. know the bathroom is to the right yep. and I know the counters. and actually I'm thinking me. in my mind exactly. if I had to go to the
0: bathroom I would go to the right there would be a little seating yep. area yes. and then the back the Correct. men on the left and you women will feel
1: comfortable on... because no matter what McDonald's you go into that is right that's that is crazy. actually true that is crazy yeah. I never really thought about that we designed them that way that was, that was our sixth sense moment <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's 100%
1: right that's what they want that's their statement is not only in their food but you might but say. The you might say now and
0: here's the thing you might say well that's stupid I don't think I think McDonald's has done pretty well for themselves.
1: It seemed to have been
0: okay. Enough to hire me. <laughs> yeah. So my point is, consistency breeds success in a business adventure. Sure.
1: And so as a role playing game, well, because a- if you can consistently make that everyone is uh, above neutral, like a good experience, not a great. That's right. But you're not going to get bad. Right. right? You're not going to get an awful experience.
2: Correct. Cause bad is worse than great. Correct. Bad is much worse than great. Yes, they're right? Never going to play it again. So, <laughs> and I, so if you were only good and never great, but never bad,
1: never, that would be perfect. Never on when what they're trying to do. Uh, never
0: consistently does. Yeah. So never on, uh, not on the podcast, but I've talked about this before. I used to work for a big insurance company, and at a certain point, um, um, our insurance company uh, worked with um, a marketing firm, and we came up with this idea called the Net Promoter Score, and it was a, it was basically, like, can you distill customer service down to one question? Ask a customer after they've had a claim or an experience with this insurance company, would you recommend this insurance company to a friend or family member? One, two, three, four, or five. Right? Five being
3: the best. The best.
0: And that was it. That was the thing we called net promoter score. Mm-hmm. Can you turn someone who's had an experience with your company into a promoter? And the idea was that five were great. <laughs> ones were bad. And the company, you know, these directives came out. Your department, your division is going to get these surveys sent out to all the people you interact with. And we're going to be judging you on your net promoter score. Right. Right. And what they determined was that, you know, everyone was chasing after fives, chasing after fours and fives. Uh, And, you know, they would do in some, some what gets measured gets managed. And so what ended up happening is like uh, a lot of uh, local, you know, retailers were like, you know, your car comes in. And uh, they tell you uh, it's going to be an extra week and they go, you know what? We'll give you the upgrade on your rental.
3: Mm.
0: You know, oh, we'll give you a hundred dollar gas card along with your rental yeah, while that, we're finishing That place it. took care of me. And then you go, oh, I'm going to get, so they were chasing the five. Yep. Yeah. What they determined after a year of this was that we had spent way more money than we ever should have because all of these people
2: were giving out all these freebies and gifts, chasing after five. That's and the we'll- other part of what is a uh, measure gets managed is that the measurement may tell you now you're going on a downward trend. <laughs>
0: Well, well what we, knew, what we knew we knew. We were spending more money. Sure. We didn't maybe know how much money we were spending, but we knew we were ch- spending more money to get more fives. That was true. Yes. But what we determined is that one five. Should have been going for threes. One five was, or I should say ten fives, twenty fives were canceled out by like a single one. Yep. Interesting. Because someone who had a great experience with your insurance company, they gave you a five. They go, yeah, it was great. Awesome. I give you a five. And then that's it. Yep. Whereas if someone had a one, they would go on social media. Oh, They yeah. would go on Twitter. They would go on Facebook. They would go on Instagram. They would tell everybody they know. Let me tell you about how fucking awful this fucking company is. They would sh- actively go out of their way right. to shit talk your company. The net negative effect of a one was so much worse than someone who was quote unquote a five. Right. And so what the real tactic was is don't aim for fives. Don't aim for four. Just don't get one. Just
2: don't get ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Just keep them on board. And yeah. that's the same thing true with role playing games. If someone goes into your game system and they're playing in a campaign, maybe it's an individual player, maybe it's an entire table. But if they're playing your game, they're buying your products, they're buying your adventures, they're buying your source books, and they get together every week. And if maybe they don't even know it, but if you were to judge them, you're like, oh, I'm really worried. Why? we're not getting a lot of fives and fours about their experiences. We're getting a lot of threes. Threes don't make people quit your role-playing game. No.
1: Threes are still bringing the ones.
0: Checks. Ones are when people go, I had a horrible experience right. playing this game, and I'm out. Yep. And Also, I'm, I'm going to try to drag other people with it. And me. I'm going to tell people this system sucks, and I'm going to yeah. tell people this adventure <laughs> is horrible. The
1: company, Probably even worse than RPGs, because there literally are like five people at a table. So yeah. if you decide it sucked, five people are no longer playing. Right. And so <laughs> it's a safe route... Is to, make, is to sacrifice
3: mm-hmm.
0: fives and maybe even fours in order to avoid ones. So yes, we give up the fact that you're being very smart and that you staged an ambush and you kicked their ass. But by doing that, we give that up so that we can avoid you getting ambushed and having a horrible experience
1: and going, I'm never playing this game well, again. Well, that doesn't make me happy. <laughs> now I feel like I want to have a little more choice. Well, choice is a problem. Because <laughs> oh, you sound is like maturing. the Matrix. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. You sound t- like the Matrix. No, this is a big
0: part of what the Matrix was yeah. all about. Yeah. Was this the paradox of choice? That's the problem. But choice. Pro- it is a problem of choice. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm. I don't. I don't know if I'm maturing. And with that, that's the other part. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I'm maturing, but uh, I, I, I'm trying to like think in this in real time. Um, is like why did I really enjoy that wilderness and how do I replicate that? Right. Like, say, in Wh- my game. Right,
0: why is important. This no. is what this whole
1: yeah. thing is about. It's about well, is about the why. But, but, but how do you replicate the, that? Because I'm going to be playing a 5e adventure probably with my friends when, they come, when my brother comes back from the army. How do I oh, yeah. take... Oh, you want to do uh, Storm... I, I, it's Storm King, maybe Storm King, Storm. King Thunder. Yeah. How do I take the, what you were able to give us mm-hmm. and present something similar, because it ain't going to be the same, to a group of people like that especially new people new people
0: well i think that the key there is you do have to make them you do have to give them choices yes but at the same time you also have to respect the fact that um they need guidance
1: okay. which is fair and
0: i'll give you a great example of that that rapana Thuk experience that you guys were talking about would have been very very different in fact i would argue it would have been horrible if and i think a lot of beginning GMs make this mistake with hex crawls and with anything if I had been like alright because you guys were in that little fort town it wasn't even really yeah. a town it was like a Xan
1: Zen... I don't remember the uh, name of it. it's, it's all on my
0: paper
2: Started with a Z I, uh,
1: I don't it started remember. with a Z. Z I Ferry know, I just know the, uh, the Zellcors Ferry the bartender was something that That's I didn't it. know and you guys were like it's for sure this thing oh it, you guys yeah. were like it's for sure a boar um, no I didn't know that I'm like what are were- you guys were talking were- about a wereobore but it was, it was <laughs> Zellcors Ferry
0: yeah so this we weren't allowed to eat bacon yeah
1: I didn't understand any of that. stuff. So you guys are like, oh, yeah, George got it right away. Boy.
0: But um, yeah, there was, the, 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 the barkeep was about boar. But it was like a little collection of like maybe 10 or 20 buildings surrounded by a small wooden palisade wall, like a little outpost in the middle of wilderness. If I had been like. Actually, it looks like this. by the way. <laughs> if I had been like, all right, well, you guys are you guys finish up at the end. You guys get what? OK, you're standing at the entrance. You leave through the gates. What do you do now? You have been like, I, I don't know, where do we go? I mean, like, if you just
2: literally had nothing. It's, hard, go, to, it's know, hard to deal with. I think I have trouble with that. If you had asked that, and the person's like, well, where do we go? And you go, well, where do you go? Yeah. They would probably go, okay, well, I guess we need directions. And they'd turn around. And or, I or, don't know. I, I think, don't, think you're I, giving us too much yeah, credit. Yeah, I, I, I think you are giving it Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, well, okay. so I you know, don't
1: like no, no, that. No,
0: you know why? Because this is a generation of people raised by video games. I think they're going to think, well, if I just start going down the road, or if I just start walking in the wilderness, something's going to happen.
1: It's going to start nudging me that and way. It's going to start pushing me it or nudging me. right. You know, I'm, I'm telling you right that. now, if he would have said that, I'd have been like, I don't understand. I don't know what I'm supposed but to do. But let's take this out. of the have let's take games For, uh, for Bob, sure. Right? We have
2: a benefit of healing with you. You're trying to go somewhere in real life. Yes. And your phone is dead. Yes. How do you get there?
1: I agree that you you that you make sense. I go find someone and ask them some questions. Right. Hey, I need to go to this place. Is it that anyway, unreasonable no. to think that yes.
2: grown men would get there? Yeah. When what? you
1: do it in a game, people assume, especially yes. myself, that like there's supposed to be something I'm supposed to know or follow. The am ge- playing I a game. And, and
0: if I don't know anything, so- then they don't want
2: me to know anything. This is definitely a generation it, thing then. Oh, correct. Yeah. Or,
1: or, or or I missed something. I was playing a game yesterday where we were, we were trying to solve clues. It's like what did we miss? How could we have not found the the you, next you missed thing? you miss
2: getting the directions? <laughs> Correct,
1: but so I guess, aren't you supposed to tell us you more information? But well, we ended up solving it. Don't, I'm not. <laughs> no, not but I, I do. I do
0: think. I do think new players, uh, or even players who have been sort of uh, coddled or you know indoctrinated by modern games,
2: right? They're like, when when's the cutscene? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like some modern games are like, uh, and I know this means nothing to you, but like some modern games are like Elden Ring, which is a very exploratory game, or maybe. Breath of Wild. Have you ever seen that? I've seen it, but I haven't played it. It tells you nothing.
1: Flipping everyone's playing Elden Ring right now. It is,
2: and it's, and this is a game I think, for example, Derek would enjoy because it tells you nothing, and it's about playing and exploration, and nothing is given to you. The fights are ridiculous, and they're hard. They're not
1: stupid. You know, it's not like. So what are you supposed to do when you they strap you in the world and they say go? Basically, they, they give you a little bit of guidance. Uh-oh. A little bit is better than what Derek was just talking about.
2: Well, no, because we knew we wanted to go to the, the Baby, baby Thook.
1: Yes, correct. Right? We needed to and find out the how the very beginning,
2: was. Yes, they were like, you should go to Baby Thook because you guys are level one adventurers. That's so more or less is what the Barkeep said. That was our freebie. Everything else costs money or player interaction. Correct. Okay?
0: In fact, if you recall, the only reason you got the information about how to get to the dungeon, the statue pointing south. And yeah, we killed the ogre. is because... He told you he had the problem with the
1: ogre, which, by the way, was probably the worst fight of the whole thing. And you had to go fight. Yeah, the ogre. we were figuring out the rules. We were stuff. trying to figure out the rules. Then it was okay. weird. Sorry, the system rules. Like we <laughs> right. were, we were I, playing I, with a house rule. I had, house made, house I had rule. made a house yeah. rule. Oh, we were playing with like defensive. We were using
0: uh, dam- armor as damage reduction, yeah. right. and it
2: just didn't work right for higher level monsters. Yeah, it was one of those half baked Pathfinder rules.
0: It was a half baked Pathfinder rule. From pathfinder one that
2: yeah they're just like didn't work. oh yeah just totally be fine this will totally they be don't fine and, and they don't know how works. Any their system worked and, it didn't work. and, I, and i
0: just took it at face value right. that that house rule we trusted what the book said it wasn't even a house rule i should say it was a pathfinder optional hyzo, rule. optional rule right. and i just took it at face value that it was going to work and it did not right so i was like damn it i should well, have just created so this myself
1: going back to i still think like it's funny because you're talking about elder ring my brother is playing it yeah and i know for now if i told my brother you guys walk through a door what do you do you're like, what do you mean? What, like, there's not. There's just wilderness. So I, I guess, like, his, he would be he would be lost when he gets he's stuck. Super is he dead. like looking up a guide or something? Some or? people do. Maybe, that, it, maybe. Is, in fact, actually, he I probably mean, goes to his buddies and goes, "Where'd you guys go next?" Yeah, I mean, it, I think. When, the rings one of the
0: things that I fail to take into account is, you know, when I watched, um, you know, my my roommate live li- li- well, not a roommate, but my friend lived with me for a few months, and he was playing a bunch of video games. And when I watch people and like our Discord talk about video games, I think a lot of people just play video games with like browser window is open to the mm. guidebook
1: i did that with pokemon
0: you know
2: i just think like yeah maybe yeah. they just accept that that's how they play the game i'm playing this game like if i get stuck on something i'm like guess i'll come back later and i
0: don't and i think that is a very rare well, you
1: are also very different i from guess a lot of these yeah people. that is very rare i would be very frustrated if i got stuck i be like i don't understand i'm gonna go go online to the reddit and see what everyone else said yeah well, I'm they not, get stuck I, in the I'm same trying to like make a statement i what,
0: just and that by the way is the difference you know you know you're playing the game and you get stuck or something's difficult, you're like, oh, I'll go online and I'll check it out. And you're yep. like, oh, I'll go do something else. I would just quit the game and never play it again.
1: So we are we're all three very different. <laughs> I mean, the game sucks, I'll quit. But <laughs> Fair like, enough.
2: Well, by, that, uh, by my definition, it would suck. Be, I have fun exploring and trying to figure things out. Sure, sure.
1: Again, but I have the benefit then when that happens, a lot of times uh, you don't look to me, right? Derek goes, what do you guys do next? I go, I don't know. Aaron goes, hey, Barkeep, you know, any... You know, information. He goes, I got a problem. You help me, I help you. But I would not, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. My first thing that comes to my mind is, Derek, what didn't you tell us? Right. I've, I've started to learn to do that, but I've been, I've been blessed by playing with you and other people that know what have been playing this well. I don't think a lot of people do that. And so when you introduce the wilderness, to new players i i just wonder you just need the old vet at the table that's, that's well I'm, i might not be so, playing with and also let me let me I'm the old vet as the gm and me, i'm not a vet
0: let me devil's advocate my own thing okay which oh is which which I'm is
2: for ourselves now this is
0: super meta yeah which is <laughs> okay you guys um we're faced with these you know you're you're like oh we're playing a dungeon game we're going to go to the dungeon and i'm like okay well you got to get to the dungeon first and it's through a wilderness and it's a kind of a scary wilderness there's some Wild animals that are problematic, there's gnolls, there's maybe even other right, horrible things that you didn't encounter. Druid, witch, hag, there's forest casters. Druid, witch, hag, forest caster. And we played for several sessions. But uh, you guys found reasonable success, were able to overcome challenges, you were uh, uh, able to defeat seemingly harsh odds. If you were dying every session,
2: would you have felt different?
1: I would have probably quit. Or I want to quit. I've been like, why are we, why are we playing this?
2: It would depend on nature, of how we died. Like, if I was like, oh, that was just a bad play, I probably would have kept going.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If
2: it was just like, oh, I was just...
1: What, what are we doing if, if we're just yeah. getting slaughtered?
2: And like, there's always a degree of just, like, unfortunate luck, right? So it would really depend on, like, just how dumb it was, right? So that, that I think, like is if the... you walk outside
0: and a bailer just kills you, I'm like... No, but, I mean, you know, that's my point is, like, you guys had fun with that, but it's also because you guys, you know, found a... Re- you, know, right. I mean, you know, what's part, interesting part of the oh, challenge sorry. of that
2: is, is that, you know, I knew from a straight up math standpoint that both of those fights were actually very deadly. Correct. The null fight was a complete... Should have been TPK. The... I don't even know if we got hurt in that fight. Uh, and the... Fire, I wasn't 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was a mild TPK. Sure. You know That seems accurate. I um, mean, to be
0: clear, as you go backwards in additions, uh, you know, further and further away from, like, Pathfinder 2 or whatever, you know, math becomes a lot fuzzier. Well,
2: and, and that was why, like, even though I knew the math, I knew that the math wasn't factoring in strategy and tactics. It wasn't factoring in terrain. It wasn't factoring in specific classes we have, yeah. right? And in that situation, you know, very quickly, like, okay— the knolls are coming in at on 120 some feet, right? Well, we got a druid of entangle, that changes things dramatically. Mm-hmm. We have strong ranged weapons, we have fortifications and places to take defenses. We got a pet in the party, basically. Druids broken, so I'm getting that. Yeah, druids, <laughs> druids were broken. But like, 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 you know, like, you know, in a couple seconds, all this gets mapped out in my head. I'm like, reasonable chance of success, right? Right? Borg fight, okay. Well, we got a structure, yeah, and we, we that we can was dug. our
1: benefit. And Just if plug in the doors, or any Huge. no fight.
2: Or no, sorry. The, the work fight was way more deadly in my mind because it relied on chance, and that's how you know it's a bad plan. I was like, if we plug the doors, which we can do it, we can keep them out. We can basically discount their advantage of numbers. Yes, but but now we're relying on basically armor class rolls. Yeah, we have to hit <laughs> now. Good news is it's Pathfinder one, so. We got good armor classes. Everyone
0: Your your, your character was pretty broken, Bob, as yeah. I recall.
2: This
1: is the Blood, blood
0: Rager. Rager.
2: Yeah. <sighs> he had like a twenty strength.
1: I c I don't recall exactly you know, I don't have my binder it with it. You were very powerful. That's all I remember. All, all, our characters I, all I know good. is I was like a split in the middle between like a a barbarian and a some kind sorcerer. of like, sorcerer am yeah. like this is sounds so cool you've you basically <laughs> have been
2: playing the same character or, or a range of characters for you've been like playing a barbarian a
0: sorcerer or a barbarian sorcerer. sounds like me in pathfinder one where i played a, <laughs> i played a paladin or a summoner and then i finally my final character was, was a paladin, a paladin <laughs> summoner
2: <laughs> yeah but like um, but, you know in both these situations i was like okay now there's a path forward yes. right and so like even if we died it was one of those things we're like yeah we made every good choice we could make hmm. right sometimes the dice are just the dice right so I think for me, I would have quit if I was denied the ability to make those choices. Fair. Right. Fair.
0: So because right, because like, I, I think that one. Get thing, what I'm saying. No, I get it. I mean, and I mean, I guess what it comes down to though is like a lot of times the thing that kills you isn't the choice that you just made. It's the three choices that you've made 100%. over the past three hours, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you don't re, you don't see that when you did X and then you did Y and then you did Z. I think you do if you think back on it, if you reflect. But. Sure, but I mean, you know, it's
2: kind of hard to think about that sometimes. But, sure. but it all still gets to the net net effect of. I, I, I will say, sorry, just real quick, though. I think like the older edition games allow you to do that more. And to our point before about getting a, not getting the one, getting the same cheeseburger every time. Right, That's what Pathfinder 2 does. I feel so constrained in Pathfinder 2. Because, like, you know, if you're playing it with balanced gold and and, and the rules mm-hmm. out the door, you're, you don't have options. So if anything goes outside of the box, right?
1: Yeah, it's like the pros and cons of it.
2: Well, right. And that's why you're supposed to stay in the box. Yep. Because the moment you go outside the box, the players just don't have the means to deal with it.
1: Right.
0: And I've said this before. What Pathfinder 2 did is before you had a huge amount of variability. Right. Right. And um, that's hard to write against. You know, I you you know i don't know how to describe this but it's like you know you could uh you know it was like this it was like an eight lane highway <laughs> right like that's what pathfinder 1 was that's what fifth edition is it's like an eight lane highway and you have no idea are you going to be in the slow lane or are you going to be in the fast lane what pathfinder 2 does is it gets rid of all the lanes and gets down to like two lanes and it goes you can do whatever you want in these two lanes but you can only be in these two lanes you could duck and weave and s-turve be in the left lane you could be in the right lane and you're like uh, in those restrictions you have as much freedom as you want mm-hmm. and pathfinder 2 does let you do that mm-hmm. you can say it says you don't have to worry you can do whatever it is that you want and it, the game will not break yep
1: but yeah, the, you're in the express lane but if you go into it, the but, other but, lane but you pay game over
0: but the price you paid is that you went from eight lanes
2: to two right mm. You know, so it's, if there's a car accident, it, it's like your, your DM, makes it's a like, mistake.
0: It, it, well, you know, it's, it's like a modern day philosophy, right? Which is, um,
1: is security worth your freedom, right? That's that, that three, I, it's like, I, I kind of want the flexibility to be able to have a four or five experience, you know, knowing so that I could have a
2: one experience is to have a cabin with a gun Then you have both
1: <laughs> and that's got. third
3: edition.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and, I, and and I think the problem though is, you know, realistically as a game company, you know. You get a lot of people who say they want the eight lane highway. They're like, "I want the free," and then you know, then they die two sessions in a row, and they say, "Fuck this game," and they move to a you, different.
1: game. You know game what's weird? Time. I was just going to talk. A lot like, of
0: people talk shit, is what I'm saying. That uh, is true. Going
1: back, uh, I was going to make this interesting tidbit, but um, and I can't tell if this is because it's a sandboxy, is because re- Rapanthuck is not really a sandboxy. But oh, it's it is. super sandboxy. So okay, very. Sandboxy. Oh well,
2: I guess we, how, how do you define sandbox? Because okay. I feel like you use this term. I know I slightly I use it. misaligned.
1: So uh, what I was going to say is. In the AP, Rise of the Rune Lords, we died. Yeah. I, in my mind, am not satisfied because I still don't know what could have happened, what would have happened. You, the, you know me very well. The Rune well. Lord Rises. Yeah, well, <laughs> I have this, I don't like to not know what I, I need to know, I need to know, I need to keep knowing. Sure. But in the Repentathuk, we haven't played past those like three sessions. and I feel very satisfied. I don't, I don't know if that's because it because was sandboxing. No, well,
0: because there is no ending.
1: Correct. And so I'm like. That's like a benefit of the sandbox where I don't have to worry about the you don't have to worry about the you don't know what's behind the next door. Like
0: Well, no, it's not I, about it's not about sandbox. It's about the idea that you are aware that there's an end of the book. That there is an end to the book. Yeah. And um I mean I guess the So like
1: I'm I'm well, actually no. more satisfied with three sessions of Repanthuk than thirty one session, thirty two sessions of Rise of the Rune Lords? Yeah, that's weird. Well, I, I guess I could, mean I really like Asias, so don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, there is I like my character better. <laughs> uh, uh, I,
0: I would suppose the only way that people like you would become very dissatisfied is there are some people who feel like they need to explore every room, break every pot, you know, shatter every vase, open yeah. every chest.
1: And that's how I play video games,
0: and I'm sure that's how you play video. But
1: games. But that's not how, not how I play RPGs. But that is how I play video games. Right, where
0: you're like, I need to auto complete 100% everything, and like every level needs to be 100, 100, 100, 100. Yeah, because there's
1: something I missed. I don't want
0: to. Right, I don't want to miss anything. Right. Yeah. And that can be a problem when people play quote-unquote sandbox games like that where they go you're like here's a wilderness with 400 hexes and you can go to anywhere and they're like i have to explore every hex
1: but but when we played propanite Thuck, all i knew was i need to get to the dungeon because that's what we're supposed to do Well, because
0: you weren't thinking about it like a game correct you were thinking about it like the woods yeah you don't go i need to see every tree
1: no well my (laughs) really what i think about is which is
2: why he should never play a hex crawl game well, right, you, I think it would break him. It would break him.
1: Well, I thought more like you guys were like, this place is really deadly. I'm like, well, then the best thing to do is get it from point A to point B in as fast amount of time as right. possible because well, then we won't and, die. Well, and this
0: gets back again to, you know, encouraging, and, and I've, I've focused on this in this podcast before. This is one of the reasons why, for me personally, I love the idea that the dungeon is almost
1: the reward. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Right, because you're like, You've been out in the wilderness. I mean, now I'm hyped about this this damn dungeon, not repentant thuck, the other one, the ca- chaos one. Oh case oh, of ca- chaos case of chaos. I feel like I'm I missed out that I didn't now I'm feeling I missed okay. out. I didn't freaking get to see either of those two dungeons. Baby I mean, Thuck or because, that because one. Because going you back d-
2: definitely missed out, on all right, baby. Because thuck. going back to what
0: now, we'll I will get back to it eventually. Because going what I'm going back to what I was saying before, if the party struggles and has to overcome all of these challenges, okay, and has to be clever. And maybe has to fight for their lives and they have to overcome knoll camps and wolf attacks and fighting wargs in the dark of night, snarling, biting through the, you know, the doorways and holding each other back to back, fighting them off, you know, and then they get to the dungeon and the dungeon is just like more death and destruction with no real pre- reward or treasure
1: on equal level par fighting. Yeah, if, if you're like, <laughs> what oh, do we do what, what's going on here,
0: what? How is this a reward? Why were we trying to get
1: here? Correct. It, the idea was that the dungeon was going to be awesome. Right. I mean, we well, it, we it broke is. our backs it's to get there. filled
2: with loot. And well, the other thing is is the encounters are much more constrained, which means we have a lot more control over them.
1: Well, because they can't go anywhere.
2: Well, this is not it, It's not a free world. It's multiple things. First of all, the wilderness, huge range. Yes. Right? Both, again, I mentioned this before, number and in level. Right. But traditionally, in a dungeon, even in, in the older editions of the game, level one was level one foes. Yes. Now there would be the wandering guy that's a little bit higher. What that meant was you could reasonably expect to right. fight things that but, are your
0: level. You know, but even outside of that, you know, when you watch these movies, you know, you watch Indiana Jones. You know, he goes through the dangerous jungle. Yeah, and then he gets to the, and he's going through the dungeon. The jungle, jungle's dangerous, no mm-hmm. doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing in the jungle. Right. He gets to the traps. He that's gets, where the treasure no, is. No, the there's no. There's traps. He gets to the, you know, there might be dangerous things, but he gets to the dungeon. And yeah, the dungeon is dangerous too. Don't get me wrong. But that's where the big giant gold idol is. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where the holy grail is. Right. right. Like that's, that's why he wanted to go there. Right.
1: Yeah. But going back to your point earlier, if, if we do all that and we die and we don't get to the dungeon, did we feel dissatisfied? and Well, you're dead, and that's a and fair well, you feeling. talked about it like how do we die, and I still think you're actually right, but still dying and not getting there, knowing that there's something—that's there, what's like sandboxy. Oh, they, I'm using it well wrong. No, but I was I mean,
2: answering the literal part of Derek's question. He was like, "Would you, you know, keep playing? Right? I'd want to keep playing because so I want to find the, the You died.
0: Well, correct. Uh, well, and but I, mean, I think this is also especially if right. the campaign, ended. you know, and this, like this I'm by, like, like well, if he well, was like, "We're done. Well, yeah. well this is also yeah. one of the reasons why, though, and I will say this freely and admittedly, I. "Quote unquote," made this mistake with that campaign that we were talking about. Luckily, you guys are pretty awesome. But you know, something that I would do differently, certainly if I was playing with you, talking about Panathok? Yeah, okay. But I would do this for any campaign. Um, is I would do this for your night school. I would certainly record. You know, for our Patreon, we're going to be doing a mega game. Right, dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to be Pathfinder two, and it's going to be multiple GMs running multiple games, and they're all going to have kind of their own dungeons. We
2: bought all the servers today.
1: Yes, yes we bought all. Speaking the of, join, join the Patreon at any to. moment. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but one of the things I, one of the things that I should have done is hype up the dungeon. Oh, we. Why are
1: you, then you would have made me dissatisfied well, so, that I didn't finish actually, the that's campaign. good, no, I mean, that's good. good. <laughs> no, no.
0: And what I'm saying is, you should be going to the dungeon because there is. In that dungeon that you are going to that not by the way, not forty levels down that you're gonna get seven months from now. I'm talking about there is a, there is within the next couple of weeks, within the next couple of sessions,
1: Tan- there's some there is there. <laughs> said
0: to be a ruby the size of a man's fist, worth thousands and thousands of well, No one's been able to get old, there. So, and no one has been able to otherwise, if it was easy to get there, everyone You know, it. it's like that, it's like that great line from that movie, um, I think it's called Road Trip where you've seen
1: that movie. The, this one time with no, not uh, tom green this is the one where tom green's in it
0: tom green's in road trip yep. he's in road trip but you know he's the weird guy he's right? the one that eats the mouse eats the mouse yeah. you got it but there he goes he goes he goes i know a shortcut and then he's like driving and it's like all shitty and he goes he goes i he's like i don't think this he goes listen that's why it's called a shortcut if it was easy this would just be the way right damn is right right and it's the same thing it's like well, the fist of the man, the, the ruby, the size of the man's fist. It's like, why is it there still? It's there because it's hard, and the wilderness, it, sucks. The wilderness sucks, and but it's hard to get if there. If
1: that's the case, is the wilderness the jungle? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, I said that wrong. Is the wilderness the dungeon? No, no. No. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you get to the dungeon and there's really nothing to do except for get this awesome reward or trap, no, no. The the there's just sh- still a dungeon. No, okay. that's a, no, 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 I just want to no, no, make sure, sure clear. No, no. Indiana no, no. just had uh, deal of traps. Yeah, that's and shit. I just want to make sure that, that you're not saying you just walk in and the rewards right, right there. Because then, then it becomes the wilderness becomes the dungeon.
0: What I'm trying to say is the dungeon itself serves as a, a series of challenges. Right. But the. Getting there is a challenge. The wilderness yeah. is sort of the reason. Why all that awesome, cool treasure and right. still stuff is still there mm-hmm. because otherwise, if it was easy, it would just be the way.
1: But if it's too hard and you die, That's then right. no one is satisfied and no right. one will go there. Right. Or it so was like a weird or, balance. Well, it's a
0: weird, because here's the thing. In real good design. Okay. In real good design. You're actually telling the heroes about an even better treasure.
2: So actually, uh, what that, mean, wait, 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 So this is really real from a real talk. Right, just between players. Okay, Derek's talking about some hypotheticals here, but I want you as Bob. Okay, to know because I don't think we ever talked about. It. We always talked about how deadly look was, but what we didn't talk about was it's got broken loot in it, like Ooh, the I like treasure. The word broken loot? No, I mean like broken loot. I like that word. Like, like the like, like uh, Bill Webb and friends were like, we're gonna put an in insane broken treasure that if your so, character actually gets this is basically gonna completely destroy Third Edition.
1: So basically. It's worth the. It's like a risk yeah. war Yeah. So what I mean to say so is,
2: independent th- of Derek going here's some, you know, here's the rubies here's and here's trinkets. some, you <laughs> know, like like if you just like the book itself, I want you to know this. Like if you can get there and if you can beat these things, your character becomes ridiculous.
1: Oh, that does sound really nice. So what I meant we'll was, to get back into this. So one.
2: So, <laughs> so the reason why I bring
0: I that wanna up play again. The reason why I bring that up is because I'm only you're. I'm telling you about something that you can't because you said. What, if you die all the time, it's like that's where the balance of the game comes in, right? Yeah, because in real life, maybe that is what happens, right? And then everyone dies, right? Everyone, that's why no one goes there, everyone dies, and I think, but you know, we, we, we try to use the rules of the game. You know, we're not a full simulation, I think that is a mistake. I think that is a mistake Agreed. that a lot of old school players make. Huh, my game is so realistic, everyone dies every time, it's exactly what would happen.
1: Great. You know, <laughs> well, like that, 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 that makes sense for bad, that makes
0: sense for the riffraff. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. It makes aren't the players. Correct. It makes sense for the story. Everyone has died. that's correct. come here. Actually, I want to point out here too,
2: because we talk about these older games a lot. And, and, and Gary Gagos himself said the biggest difference between advanced and basic was that the heroes in advanced were better. And that's why in advanced, they got to roll 46 drop one. Because in basic they rolled three d six straight for your ability scores. For your ability scores, those characters were supposed to suck, and the ones that didn't suck would eventually become advanced.
1: Mm, Interesting.
2: And Gary was like, you know, if you're playing advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and of course everyone's playing advanced Dungeons and Dragons because who wants to play not advanced? Sure, right? Um, Who wants to be a basic bitch? (laughs) No one wants to be a basic bitch. Uh, Your characters were better because they were supposed to live. Yeah. And that that so so even then like 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 the rules were changed to be different because you weren't supposed to die constantly, right?
0: I mean, it, it, you it, are it,
2: supposed to die constantly, basic. But in basic, you're not a hero; you're a dude. I mean,
0: there is. I mean, we could discuss the philosophy of what is an acceptable failure rate. Uh, sure, that could I mean, be right. a whole other podcast. You still died a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you still died a lot. But that could be a whole other podcast. But what I was getting at is, you know, I'm telling you about this dungeon that you can get to. It's probably very dangerous,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but but there's also this idea of this dungeon that is even, the ruby is a child's trinket compared to the you know the massive awesome right. treasure that awaits in that thing, and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go there. It's like, well, no, the ruby's in baby that,
2: thug, but the real treasure's in
0: that the, is way too hard thug. for you to get. Mm. That's way too hard for you to get to. And you're like, damn.
1: I don't like being told that I can't do something. Right. And here's the thing. <laughs> got level uh, up, get what? stronger. <laughs> like, no,
0: you do. Exactly. You have to level up and get stronger. And you're like, well, how do I get level up and get stronger? Do I go out in the wilderness and kill a bunch of gnolls? No, because in basic need, that would give you almost no experience. Hmm. How did you get a lot of experience? Find more treasure. you gotten treasure. So then why did you want to go to the dungeon? Because that's where the treasure was. Now I will still say. If you say, went out into the wilderness for six weeks and killed nothing but gnolls, you might come back with your pockets full of coppers and you might only have a couple hundred XP and you're not even level two. But if you find the dungeon and you can beat the treasures <laughs> or you can beat the traps and you'll come yeah. home laden with gems and rubies and jewels and gold and silver and now you're level three. And now that difficult thing that was an impossibility at level one now
2: seems within reach. Now, the thing to remember though is even in 3rd edition, which doesn't reward experience for treasure. Gold is still how you break your character.
1: Well, cuz you can just buy
2: whatever you Whatever need.
1: you want. And that that's how I think of it is. Look at the power
2: of consumables even in our yeah. PF2 game. Now, in PF1 it was even more. Oh, really? Right. Well, PF1 was 3rd edition. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how I what I'm saying.
1: You you talk about going to get treasure because that's XP, but I'm like, yeah, that's XP's fine. Because I'm leveling up because I'm also just buying
0: well, the freaking next great sword. Well, this was also, this is a big problem in 4th edition, D&D. This is kind of a problem in Pathfinder 2. If you look at a 1st edition character or a basic character, they're very boring. Mm-hmm. The reason why people wanted gold was to level up. Okay. The reason why people wanted magical items was so that they could be cool. Right. Yeah. Do something. But in 4th edition, 3rd edition was very, was kind of a mix. Yeah. And it was kind of confusing in a way. But like 4th edition said, you know what? It's kind of this was comment. This was common. A complaint was that my character people used to be called magical item Christmas trees because their characters were like, I have my magical bracers and my magical elbow pads and my magical shoulder pads <laughs> and my magical you know breastplate, and I'm just. And then then the thing was, it's like, and if I don't have those magical items, I'm nothing. I'm not cool. My stuff is cool, right? I could see that. I and, do and, like stuff. And so in fourth edition, they said we're going to take the cool parts. And move them onto your character, not their gear. Your gear is going to be tertiary. Think about Pathfinder 2. Mm-hmm. So much of your character's it's strength is... it? No. No. Wait, PF2? My- PF2.
2: It's your feats.
1: It, I don't know. My, my mall is about really the weapon,
2: sweet. And so he's only thinking about the strike gear. Right. It's true.
1: My mall is really sweet. No, it's not.
2: Okay. Oh, oh well, excuse the, 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 me. those
0: are
1: fighting words. Th- that mall is a
0: that mall made you exactly balanced. I don't At, know. I was a little above that fearsome rune. By the way, uh, okay, you're right. It should have been a fear one, <laughs> yes. not frightened two. That's the di- that is the bi- that is the distinctive difference. But guess what? Every other barbarian and every other fighter that's ever played Pathfinder Two also had a plus two striking weapon not probably with it. fear because it's broken with an elemental
2: and a fear of rune. I it was probably it. a mall because those are also broken. No, they're, they're ha- not even... No,
0: they were
1: hammers, no much flick no 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 mace. F- f- Would a barbarian use gnomish flick mace? Uh, the, the gnome adopted once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not agile, so he gets to add his full rage, uh, rage bonus to okay. it. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I, I he, get what you're saying. That's that's why I liked named weapons. This idea that you could only find uh, Excalibur in a dungeon. Right. And it's like... Other than that, you just have a sword, but if you found Excalibur, well, I mean, pe- maybe you could level up well, your pe- ability, well, your and
0: strength. People didn't like that because they're like, well, my character uses uh, uh, Gnomish Flick maces, or my character uses uh, uh, Tridents. Or so, throws boulders. And so when I find a plot oh, the amazing, awesome Excalibur, I can't believe. It. How much
2: were you me for this? All right, I'll sell it. Did you guys do that in the 5e campaign? We found, oh yeah, it was oh, yeah. literally Thor's hammer. In 5e, you awarded us Thor's we hammer. Yeah, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yes. and we <laughs> they no, sold it. And we sold it for half.
0: Because <laughs> no, one, no, no one used a hammer. No one used the hammer.
1: What are we going to do with it? Damn, I should have been playing that campaign for sure. I'd have <laughs> been using a hammer. Um, literally Thor's hammer. But they, that's think my Thor point. Thor was in the campaign. It's so cool to find. The, I like the ability of myself leveling up my weapon itself. I don't really get that idea. But I get the idea that maybe someone had crafted a better weapon. Well, it's
0: not about that. It's about players have this identity, right? I bought art. I bought a mini. My character has a hammer on him. I'm not going to just be swapping out to whatever the next weapon is. A lot of times people have this story. You sound this, like you're about to buy some NFTs. Okay. This was my father's. <laughs> this was my father's sword. Uh, you know, he gave it to me with his dying breath. And then like, you know, in D&D, it's like three levels later, you find a magic axe. And the game expects you to be like, and just throw your well, father's that's what sword. That's used to be.
2: Listen, if you were a fighter in like AD and D, and you found a trident of fish command, that was awesome, because you'd be like, "All right, I'm Aquaman, and also you know, plus 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 plus, it, plus one, <laughs> I, two. No, I think it was plus three, plus three, plus three trident. You're just piercing shit now. That
1: sounds awesome. I no, it was. And you I get just, a pet I, shark. I you, think. Well, named because they're
2: so cool. But Diablo sort of had but, that. That's yeah, I mean, how I many like feats like did you have in a trident of Asius? Well, you well, don't, I, have don't, and don't have feats of weapons. I don't. Yeah, sure. Okay. They I did change that.
1: Also, didn't have a trident.
2: Yeah, no, but that that they got they did get, they did rid, they get of that, rid of that, and I liked that. Yeah, that was a good change because in PF one you would you would have
0: a feet because in Pathfinder one your trident. Yeah, in Pathfinder <sighs> one you would have taken weapon focused trident, or or Nick would have had weapon focused longsword. Yeah, weapon specialization longsword. And so when he picked up that mm. awesome trident, he actually probably wouldn't have used it because we actually would have been worse with it. Correct. So PF two did that really smart by getting rid of that. So I only, like that. The mm. only place where that still exists in the game, and I don't like it is the fighter at level five becomes master with only one group of weapons. Right. And I think they should just become master with the whole group of weapons. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, all weapons. Yeah. That way a fighter is like, I am a master of everything. And if I find a cool axe, I'm going to use that. But it doesn't really matter in Pathfinder 2 because it has a rune system and you can just put the runes in anything.
1: I mean, literally in PF2, all I do is is find some and go sell it. There's no or take the rune off and then use it. And And there's no reason to do anything else. So find the the coolest. I mean, again, only reason Nick took that amazing Biden is because it was he had no weapon. That's right. Right. I mean, he finds a Biden that he has no weapon. It's great because he lost his weapon earlier. But for anyone else, it's like if I found that Biden and no one else was with me, I'd be like, Yeah, well, how much can I get for this? Because I'm going to soup up my mall more. Right. And that's sort of cool, but also, like, I feel like the quest for Excalibur
0: is cool. And so while we're on the topic of, like, selling... No, sorry. (laughs) No, no, I think... Okay. Because that's the other side, going back to our original topic, which was sort of travel and Mm -hmm. time. You know, we talked about being a montage, Mm -hmm. right? In the movie, the travel scenes are part that we skip over we put a couple cool montages there's some epic music by howard shore
2: mm-hmm. you know it's we about see, five minutes it's
0: about five minutes and then we're maybe a
2: camp scene extended
0: to you know, 10 extend yeah yeah there's a camp scene of you seeing them sort of sitting around and doing their thing and then it's on to the thing so when when we talk about this right we are saying uh aren't we kind of like <laughs> aren't we spending a lot of time and focus and energy on what is essentially just the,
1: the journey. I mean, but again, only if it's cool. And so if you can make it cool, then it's worth it. But if it's but not, wait, wait, it's a waste of time. But, is wait, the, wait, wait.
2: but isn't the cool thing the thing that you're trying to get to? Yeah, they but we discussed be cool. the reason that it part of the reason that's cool is because of how hard it is to get to that. So, right. So, this is the idea of earning your fun. Yeah. Right. We, and there's a great,
0: it's a great, like, which uh, is why, again, that campaign was great because we had fun earning our fun.
1: We didn't get to that second one well, yet. That's a, and yet. That,
0: well, that's a modern-day game philosophy, right? And there's a great video. I think I've shared it before on maybe a podcast. Oh, or, I... right The one about um, modern game design. Yep. Yep. And should players have to... You know, when players pick up a new video game... This is a yep. video should game. Should I do a spam mm-hmm.
1: A or do I have to learn my like, tactics?
0: L- right. Should I actually have to l- put time into the game to become good at it? And until I do that, I suck. Mm-hmm. Or is it one of those games that you're a, it makes you feel like a hero... Because of things like QuickTime events or, you know, like the Spider-Man. guy's a war. I've, I've, I've lost QuickTime. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, or like. Or like or I'm really bad at games. Like a great example is like the Spider-Man game that they made that it was really revolutionary. It's like the open world Spider-Man game. You don't actually have to web swing. You just move with your controller pad and the game like, you know, shooting your web shooters and swinging you. It like it's almost AI driven.
1: Right, like you're just. Moving. But in that video, they talked about the second tier of all that, which was introduction level spam. A can at least let you play, but if you want to master the game, you sure. only can do it at the. So what does that comp- look?
0: What does that look like um, in role playing games? I,
1: I don't think I can't. <laughs> the, the spam A would be only throwing trivial and like moderate fights. <laughs> I,
2: I, I think. Well, I think. Well, you could do that.
0: That spamming A. Well, no, but imagine, imagine that I, Derek. Okay, We ignore Rapanathook for a moment. Okay. Just, the, the theoretical concept. Imagine I, Derek, you're in this small little frontier village, and I tell you about there's an old ruined fort, about a day's journey yeah. from the town. Well, I was going to say, this is how it, the game used to be. And it contains uh, trivial and low encounters, and this is Pathfinder 2 terms, right? Sure. Trivial, low, and at most a moderate fight. Mm. Okay, that's like the boss fight. Is a moderate fight. Seems easy. Okay. And in it, you are going to find uh, copper and silver. Mm. And then, three days journey, there is an ancient tomb. And the fights there are all moderate and severe.
3: Mm.
0: But the treasures there are gold and platinum and uh, maybe some magical items. Pick one. The second one. Well, okay. But maybe you suck at being a Pathfinder 2 and so you die. Now you're dead. Yep. Or you built a really shitty character,
1: you now know, dead. and now you're dead. I still went for that second
0: one. <laughs> right, but my thing is, now here's the thing. I think that's a valid choice, but I don't think modern game designers... I think modern game designers would assume that players would choose to while they suck, and then still be mad that they died. See, I thought... I think you're right. I thought you were going to <laughs> So I thought they. I that. thought
1: they. T- so they took that choice away from you. Yeah. They took why. that choice away from you. You can only get a three right. satisfaction.
2: Because... That's right. I, I was going to point out, so the way the game used to work... Right, and this is important for the wilderness conversation because wilderness is actually a t- uh, an add-on. It wasn't in the default game. That is true. Right, you started off, and your first adventure would be the dungeon outside of town. So no wilderness. It might not even be a random encounter. Right, like you just go from the village immediately into the dungeon. And this is what you started at the early levels of the game. And then when you got to round fourth or fifth level, third actually is it third? Okay. Yeah. Um, then the wilderness got introduced. So now you had to contend with this journey mm. to get there. And that's more of what we've been talking about today on the podcast. And then when you crossed that, you would then go to a more deadly dungeon. As an example, what we're talking about is when, when they released basic Dungeons and Dragons,
0: it's called, it's often called BX yeah, yeah, because basic, it was actually two different books, right? There was one called basic and it only had rules for your character up to level three, but it didn't have any rules for moving through the wilderness. It only had rules for your characters one through three and how to build a dungeon. The second book, the expert book, had rules for your character to go up to level seven or something. Mm-hmm. It contained rules for the dungeon master about how to build a wilderness
3: mm. and
0: how to explore it. The assumption was that when you were low level slash, this was sort of the problem with basic, it was like low level slash you're also brand new. right? It kind of conflated the two, like you're literally brand new to the game, like you've never played Dungeons well, Dragons before. I think before. this continues,
2: like Pathfinder 2 treats low level in. characters like new players. You have less options. You have less choices. That's true. Well, Things like flanking don't matter nearly as much compared to that later on. Sure,
1: that's because they want more people into the and game. I
0: think. Well, yes, and I also think that's why, for me personally, I'm so bored playing low level. Sure, because I'm like, I've done this before. I get it. You know it. I want more choices. Like I'm not happy having two spells per day and then cantrips. Like you don't I'm, have
2: anything left to learn.
0: Yeah, I, I, this is not exciting to me. Whereas, whereas, imagine coming to Pathfinder two for the first time or Fifth Edition. You know, any of these games. Yeah, and I'm like, here are ten spells. Well, and you'd be it's like, funny. I mean, Bob, your your head
2: explodes with the two spells that you have. Fifth edition, did next it smart, next because, time fireball. You know, fifth edition goes levels one through three are tutorial levels. Does, you, it, does it say that? It though?
3: says that. Does it does says it say that in the, it? Book,
2: yeah. It says if you are an experienced player, not. Oh, or, I didn't know it. said If that. you're experienced players, you should start the game. at level I mean, I know three. that we all like look at the XP nope, chart and it. we can see that. Well, then there. how
1: do they run their APs? Like, say, storm Storm King's.
2: Their APs are way different. Okay, I, the, 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 I mean, I don't know so much about the newer ones. The newer ones look like hot garbage, but like, like, with the exception of uh, whatever one is about the dragon, Port um, of the Dragon Queen, yeah, they are a lot more sandboxy. They're a lot more open. Mm-hmm. Like, like the one you want to run, like Chapter Three is here's a map of the wilderness, and well, here's a key. To be clear, have fun. And the players get to hear Fifth edition. Chapter is, Four starts. Fifth edition is flat math. It can get away with that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't have to be a hallway the way PF2 has
0: to be. I mean, c- you know, case in point, a level one, let's say you have a 16 strength, okay, in 5th edition, you rolled it, or whatever, bought it, you're a fighter. Your attack bonus might it's plus five. You get plus two from your proficiency, you get plus three from your strength. Yep. By the time you're level four or five, okay, your proficiency bonus is plus three. Yep. And uh, maybe, maybe. You, have a, you have a plus one weapon. Your attack bonus is plus seven. So the difference between a level five character and a level one character is plus five to hit versus plus seven to hit. Yep. Now there's two ways to think about that. Some people look at that and go, man, that is the lamest thing ever because they go,
1: my character didn't get stronger at all. No, stronger. That's usually how I think of it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's but the way that I think about it is I go, oh, that's kind of sweet. I like, I I'm, 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 I. will go on record as saying this. I hate, hates a strong word. There's a lot about fifth edition. I do not like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, I got a chance to play test it early and I thought there was some really cool stuff there that they really backed away from. I thought that they threw the baby out with the bathwater and they took a lot of the amazing things that they did in fourth edition and got rid of it. And they went super, super old school retro and basically made a kind of slightly polished, completely, totally unplay tested version of an OSR game.
2: Yeah, uh, It's like yeah. second edition of a little bit more streamlining. But
0: what I like about the game is actually the flat math. I Have been playing these games for a long time. Watching numbers go up is so—it's like watching paint dry to me. I hate it. I hate it. Every time, every every time we level up in Pathfinder Two, and I have to add a plus one to all my numbers, I want to kill myself.
1: (laughs) Uh, And that's the other day I
2: was seriously considering buying off Amazon like a pack of erasers because (laughs) I'm going through so many.
1: I, that's the part I think I like. It's like seeing my strength go up. Yeah, I hate it. it went up. up. I got stronger. My characters leveled up, so therefore yeah. all yeah. my stats have leveled yeah, up. Yeah, well again, I, you also read that like what is it? Literary
2: RPGs. <laughs>
1: that trash. <laughs> Lit RPGs are not trash, they are fantastic books. Oh, they're
0: I'm quite sure they are trash.
1: Oh, really? Have you listened to any? No, but then I, you have no opinion on this matter. Have you
0: ever read any of those romance novels with the, you know, like the guy with the ripped Fabio. shirt, you know, Fabio on the Fabio. cover with with like
1: Probably the, not.
2: Okay. Guess what? Though I haven't either, but they're trash. <laughs>
1: I'm sure there's women that would argue that you know, they actually, would be wrong. <laughs> you
2: know, uh, I think my wife has actually read some of those. She goes, oh, they're trash. I love reading them, but they're trash.
0: And that's fine. I so can it's ex- like watching I the bad side. Re- I can respect <laughs> that. I can
1: respect that. I can respect that. <laughs> that dude, there's like a Love is Blind show now. My wife's like super addicted to it. And it's like, uh, it sounds like hot, hot garbage.
2: Now, does she go, this is hot garbage, but I'm going to yes. watch it anyway? Or does she, she said, go, this, this is, is my guilty program- program- pleasure. Okay, cool. I respect like, that. Yeah. Right. She's like, L-
1: I've turned my brain off. Just say this,
0: literary RPGs are my guilty pleasure.
1: I will that, not see, say
2: that. You want to defend it. You we, want to try to put down the pedestal that like Tolkien and I'm Jordan. I'm not saying that off.
1: either. I'm just saying that you guys are throwing it down too hard, and I think it's actually pretty well done. It's We're very probably entertaining.
0: I
2: <laughs> right,
0: tell you what. Um maybe in the next live stream or something, we get we'll have a tip. It'll be like a two hundred dollar sub goal or two hundred dollars tip goal, and Derek will read a literary RPG if we get this done.
1: <laughs> I got a good
0: one for you. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure you do. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure Jeez. you I'm sure you do. So um but, you know, getting back to that, um, I like flat math and I, I feel like it's kind of a pain in the ass, but there is a big part of me that is really interested in playing with a proficiency-only, no-level bonus Pathfinder 2 variant.
2: It could probably—well, so okay, here's, you know, at here's, at here's the two problems. A so proficiency-only— All the monsters in the books. Like, don't add level to proficiency.
1: okay. So you're now you're just saying that uh, if, uh, if, if you level up your strength, that does actually no. You, you level get your up. training
2: expert master. Yep. So what is your athletics check currently? Uh, How do you figure out your
0: athletics check?
1: That is, like if you're expert, uh, yes, yeah. master, or um, and then you plus your level.
0: So just don't do add your level and your strength
1: and your strength. Sorry, sorry.
0: right? Yeah. And your I
1: tombode. Oh, because I have a lifting belt. Yes. Right. That's yep. exactly right. Yep.
0: So you, you're adding four numbers together. Yep, yep. Just, just add don't add three. the level. Yeah. So. That's fine. Right. So Asius was level 10. Mm-hmm. So his athletics was master. Yep. That's six. Yep. His strength was five. Yep. That's 11. And his lifting belt was plus one. Plus one so that's 12. Then he added 10 because of his level. So yeah. his bonus was plus 22. But now yeah. it would just be. What I was saying is it would just 12. be the plus 12.
1: And that's not too bad.
0: Now, at level one. Azeus would have been trained in athletics. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have had a lifting belt. And he had an 18 strength. So then you're not fighting for a level. You're fighting to be trained or expert or master. So at level one, he would have had a plus six Mm -hmm. to his athletics. And now 10 levels later, it is plus 12. Is it higher? Yes. Yes. You got stronger. But is it You know, 10 points higher where literally you are incapable of hitting that DC? No.
1: So here's the thing. In PF2, then I'm trying to level up because every level I get plus one. Actually, I would argue that... Flat bonuses work better in
0: PF2 than 5th edition. Because in 5th edition. Yeah, that's a hell of a range. Well, because in 5th edition, okay, you don't. In 5th edition, your your bonuses aren't going up very quick. Your no. proficiency scales very, very slowly. Slow. You get ASIs very infrequently, and you might be using them for feats. So then you're not really
2: getting them at all. What's ASI? Yeah. Uh, ability score improvement. So
1: you're right. Yep. You,
2: you have to choose a 5th yep. edition. Does that go to a feat if you're playing with feats, or does it go to your abilities? Right. If you yep. choose a feat, you'd choose
0: it when you would get an ASI, and then right. you don't get it. There's like the half feats that give you a partial ASI, but whatever. And magical items aren't necessarily quote-unquote guaranteed. You might get one. You might not get one, right? So realistically, like I said before, you might start the game with a plus five to hit or plus five in your skill, and eight levels later, your bonus might only be plus six, plus seven. right? right? It's
2: you, not but, And but. you're either proficient or you're not. It doesn't right. have, like, expert master. Yeah, and,
0: and, right, that's a great example, too. Proficiency, literally, you're not making any choices. It just goes up. And when it goes to plus three, everything, your attack roll, right. your skills, they all go to plus three. But that's it. There's not really many other choices you're making in Pathfinder Two. You go, oh man, my numbers aren't going up. Well, path... i be an
2: expert okay. or a master.
0: But you're getting to choose a feat. Right. You're getting to choose a skill increase. You're getting to choose an ancestry feat or a general feat or a skill feat or a class feat. Interesting. Right. So in Fifth Edition, you're not. You're. It's flat.
1: And you're not getting. But feets.
0: you're. And you're not getting anything.
1: Yeah. To right. so, multiple levels. so not only are your
0: numbers not going up, you're also not making any interesting decisions. But in Pathfinder Two, OSR, you great. get both. Right, It is like playing an OSR game yeah. where you get very few. I mean, it, that's why I say it's a modern OSR. 5e mm-hmm. is a modern OSR because it's not basic where right. you literally get nothing. But what it does instead is it gives you like three or four class abilities that are mostly chosen when you make your character or at level three when you get your quote unquote subclass. And then you're locked in for that for the rest of the game. Yep. And the only way to differentiate your character at that point mechanically is through magical items, Yep, which is very old school. Yeah. But what I'm saying is in Pathfinder 2, now here's the thing, here's mm-hmm. an appeal to that, but I also could under, me, Derek, I'm not some old school grogger. You like nerd. making choices. I like making choices. I like looking at my character and saying, this character is mechanically distinct yeah. from this character. I think that is neat. I think that's very really fun, especially when it helps me tell uh, something about my character. You know, yeah. My character is the one who has Just this merge.
1: The two, okay. the role playing well, needs
0: to be represented mechanically. Mechanics need to be role played, and role playing needs to be mechanized. Yeah, it's a it's a yin yang yep. gradient. But what I'm saying is, in Pathfinder 2, if you get rid of the level bonus, it's kind of a little bit more like fifth edition where it's flat. But you still, still get choices. But you're still getting yeah. choices every level. So mm. so it's a lot more exciting to me. Yeah. But the net effect of it is the PF one go up. PF one is third edition, which so, yeah. is a little wonky. You don't add level
2: flat yeah. out. You don't add. You just don't add level to your abilities. You, you would get things like like every level you get skill points, and you are going to put them into the skills that you are good at. So your skills are effectively going to go up every level. And if you are like a fighter, your base attack is going to go up every level. Yeah. So like in, in like third edition,
0: a fighter every level gets a plus one to hit. Mm-hmm. So at level twenty, right. you have a plus twenty to hit. Plus your strength, plus your other stuff. So essentially, a fighter very is, similar, very F2.
2: similar in that way. Um, and now, so- other classes would like the bard would not advance as fast. So every like now, other level.
0: Now to be clear, this is a mistake that fifth edition made because you might say was that a modern thing? No, because if you go back to basic or you go back to first edition, AD and D, the fighter that go yeah got better by 1 every level. Every level. Yeah. That meant that essentially in first edition, the fighter was getting plus right. 1 to hit every level. But that's hmm. not fifth edition. Now, fighter does not get better. The like fighter that. does not get better. Okay? But they do in Pathfinder 2 because of the proficiency system, right? Right. Okay? And you do get better faster than other people. Right. Especially if you were to add like a mythic like I would want to. Right. But like because now you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, we are all advancing." But I'm advancing faster, so I am getting better than other people. And the math is flat, so I am actually quite good. I am actually quite better because what you get run into this problem is then Pathfinder two. This is the thing I don't like about it is once you're a couple levels ahead of a creature, the creature is literally useless. Right? Doesn't even
1: exist. But shouldn't that be the case? It depends. No, it's like I I feel like in five e if you fight like something that's like super weak and irrelevant, it's still you, uh, it, that is correct that is but correct. in but in PF2 it's like well yeah I mean sh- I, just this is how it. 5e works and I feel like it should be more just crush it the I biggest difference I think that's level. a very video game feel I like the feel
2: <laughs> yeah 5, 5e was going more for like the even Conan can't fight eight creatures at once feel right?
0: correct because I mean the idea is this who are you you're a person I'm Bob okay but here's the thing. your character <laughs> at level 10 what are they a yeah, barbarian sure but what are they? Dwarf? Humanoid? Sure. But are they, did they get superpowers? Did they get, did they wear a juggernaut helmet? He Is has they, a juggernaut skill. Did they, did, they get, did they get imbued with the power of the sun? No. They're a no. dude who gets angry. They're, they're just a dude. They're fundamentally the same dude they were at level one.
1: So but his ah, reflexes are faster. So
0: how come he's not afraid of somebody stabbing him with a spear?
1: Because he'll catch it. It's like Drax says, nothing goes over my head. I'll catch it.
0: Right, and then Drax also got one shot by Thanos. So, you know, also that was a superhero. That's also a superhero. That is actually true. Probably.
3: <laughs> Bad example, so I would say. maybe Perfect you want to play a superhero yeah, game. Yeah, Bob, maybe I don't know. you just
2: want to play a superhero game.
1: I told you if you played Mutant and Mastermind, I'd be in.
2: Uh, <laughs> I had a character, Captain Ohio, who's basically just a ripoff of Superman, and he was just indestructible. You know what that meant? That meant unless Derek did uh, enough damage over a certain threshold, which anything that was like normal so basically do, in, I was in, mean in to it.
0: in PF2 terms, he had indestructibility. If a creature was lower level than him, it could deal
2: zero damage to right. him. Right. I'd get shot, nothing. He, he, I could shoot him with a bullet.
1: How and, badass did you feel? It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. That's exactly my the,
2: point. Routine And very fitting. And Derek would be like, that's very fitting. That's how Superman. Could could Captain Ohio get shot in the eye and be fine? Yes. 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 I had to bust out tanks or I had to use <laughs> or I had to
0: use sultanium bullets. Right. Because he was weak to sultanium. Mm. ohio is because of all the salt mines i was ohio. like what salt, oh, salt is it just salt, salt? Well, saltanium is is radioactive salt mined from underneath lake erie
1: which which probably is actually true which yes. w- which
0: was his weakness was as captain weakness. ohio who gained his powers from the <laughs> from the great magical great buckeye right
1: <laughs> i
0: love that character <laughs> don't he was also joined by uh, a character who controlled gravity named densus and then mr canada right
1: Man, so you guys really going nationalist on this one. Who is okay. Mr. Canada? Was it, was it yeah, Tim? It was Ross. No, it was oh, Ross. Ross it was amazing. Okay. Yeah. It's, Ross isn't Canadian? No. Oh, okay. But, he like, he like, yes. it, but he's really
0: he polite. <laughs> so it's, it's very... And Mr. Canada has... He's a Canadian spirit. Yeah. Actually, Mr. Canada had a really brutal story, actually, if you really went into the lore of it. but Because uh, it was a spirit that, yeah. without permission... That's right. ...took over a new body every, you know, 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And so, technically, that character... Was a like person living their life. Right. And then one day they were basically. The, the, it's like a Dr. Fate. You know who Dr. Yep, Fate yep, is? Yep, from D.C. From D.C. Yep. With the helmet. Yep. Dr. Fate is the helmet. Yep. And it like takes over the host. And the host's personality. The host's memories are all like buried deep. And doesn't get to subsume. So the spirit of Mr. Canada would take over a host. And suffuse it. Yeah. That's why that's why the only thing that could kill mr. Canada was fire and that's why at the end before he died in the nuclear explosion he had the mark 5 drone kill him with yes, his. Di- that's di- right because that's as right. long as he died not from the explosion of fire but from a knife to
2: the heart he would reincarnate, the spirit basically. would reincarnate yeah it was like keeping the avatar alive yeah Anyways. there's a, there was so much lore in these campaigns
1: that's what makes them great. This One song. time
2: Ross and I, on my whiteboard, drew this insane timeline. And I mean, it looked like a ball of yarn because of all the time <laughs> yeah, I mean, travel. We basically built our own multiverse
1: or, yeah.
0: Uh, MCU. Yeah. Because we, we called it the LEL verse. Yeah. Because the name of the group was the Lake yeah, Erie yeah. League. But anyways. Um, so yeah. So I think, I think I would love to experiment with Pathfinder two with the, um, with the no proficiency I think uh, or a uh, no level,
2: you know, the monsters would be tedious, but you're good at doing math on the fly. That is true. Um, you have to look at the static DCs. Static DCs are a problem. Yeah, and then like the level DCs, which I use a lot, you just got to remember to take the level off. Yeah. But I mean, again, is it impossible? No. but, no. but The, but it, the but problem it, is, is like, how good of a job did they actually do it? And you just have to compensate for that. That is compensate. But the, the biggest change that
0: it would make, you could argue, is maybe defeating the purpose. By doing that, you will get, right now, the way that the game is supposed to work, is that when the group fights a higher-level monster, that monster is going to crit the party all the time. Right. Yep. And when you fight a lower-level monster, you are them. going to crit them all the time because right. of the plus-ten, minus-ten rule.
2: But when you get rid of level... You ain't doing Everyone's that. critting everyone else well, no, some it, of the time. No, 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 no.
0: You're not critting.
2: No one's critting. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're critting something. You're critting like you would crit normally. You would crit on a 20. Yeah.
0: You know? And maybe if you're level 5... Okay, so you've gotten a plus one weapon and you're now expert. Okay, and your strength went up. Yeah. Maybe you're critting that lower level lower monster on like a 18, yeah, yeah, yeah. 19, 20. Whereas a normal Pathfinder 2, if that monster was four levels lower than <laughs> you're you, just like on a crit, you might be critting them on like a 12. Yep, 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 yep. But it also means that when you fight a higher level boss, they aren't hitting you on oh, a two. Course. You have right? a better chance. And critting you on a or, 12. What was it? A negative two in your uh, case? Yes, yes. The uh, the final boss would have crit uh, hit Azius on a negative two. That makes sense. And crit on an eight. I had bad, bad armor class. You guys totally had I shot at oh, it. Oh, yeah, because you were raging and you were clumsy. See. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To be clear, add two to that. That's what you would have been at. So the mon- he would have been hitting you on a zero or a one and yeah. critting you on 11. That's if you weren't raging and enlarged. <laughs> that's what, no, no. That would be like if you were a fighter in yeah, yeah, the best yeah, yeah, armor yeah, yeah. that you could have. Yep. So pretty
3: good, pretty, pretty
0: good, pretty so, good. But I do, I do think it would be interesting, and I do think that using that rule would really help you if you were doing a PF two more interesting, a more like sandbox style game. Would because, you do the
1: because
0: uh, you want to have a, a larger range of monsters that you can use, and if the party does encounter a higher level monster, you don't want it to be like, well, you're dead automatically. How right. do you no work with those
1: you. runes and like the proficiency that automated bonus progression? Oh, oh yeah, that would yeah, be, like be the same. Yeah. Oh, so you could just use that right with it. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. pretty cool then. Yeah. Cuz I know you talked about like liking that system as oh, well. I like
0: that system if your game isn't about treasure. Yes. If your game is about Getting doing some stronger. heroic. Yeah. <sighs> All right, it's become a meme at this point. But no, if your <laughs> so game memes. if your game is about uh task completion and stopping the big bad evil or stopping this plot to destroy the world or uh solving the murder mystery, right? There's certain games where you go like for example, Lord of the Rings it wouldn't be appropriate for you know Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas to be like, we need to go hunt the orcs. They took Merry and Pippin. Hold on a second, we need to loot all these orcs.
2: They they literally like do loot the trolls for their magic weapons, though in The Hobbit. That's The Hobbit. That's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like The Hobbit. Hobbit's <laughs> D D. Yes. Uh, Lord of the Rings is L L5- five dr- R. But yeah, you know, it's dramatic fantasy. fantasy. Yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Why are the dwarves going to freaking? They're not, they're not there to kill smog. Yeah, they're for loot. They want their, their, their treasure back.
1: That's why yes. they, hire, uh, they hire Bilbo. They hire
0: Bilbo to steal, steal shit. The tre- it's called hey.
1: the something mountain. What the Lonely they, Mountain. Is, no, no, if no, no, Bilbo no. goes the, in and steals the gem, they all the gem? level up. What's that? What's the gem? Arkenstone. Arkenstone, that's what it's called. Yeah. The royal
2: gem yeah. of the House of Dwarves. Easily least 10,000 GP. <laughs> all those dwarves would gain two or three levels. <laughs> that's
1: right. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. The, the ones that survived. <laughs>
2: yeah, but uh, well, to be fair, you know what's funny? The only
0: dwarves that died were the proficient ones. Thorin, Keely, yeah. and Feely, mm. the sons of Durin. all the dumb, stupid, fat, deaf, dumb, whatever ones. All those ones, they all survived. The only ones that died were Thorin and his two nephews.
1: That's because the enemy goes after the proficient ones. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> it red hot. Huh? Was well, that maybe book, lazy dungeon master?
2: The uh, unproficient ones were the PCs, but they rolled amazing henchmen. Maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: That, I mean, I like to think that those were just those were the PCs, and those were just the henchmen. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Anyways, um it's always fun to Indianizing. advising. Um, all right.
2: Well, yeah. I think that I think that's gonna wrap us up for today. I like it. So conclusion, yeah. Derek had an amazing Rapanothook campaign. <laughs> I've had some bad <laughs> Rapanothook campaigns though. I don't know. They're all pretty uh pretty interesting in their own rights. <sighs> If you mean they made for a good internet post because it was so ridiculous and... Yeah, that's kind of how I judge D&D games. And, and there were people who may or may not have, you know... Is this a good story? Is this a good story? Can I tell this to someone and get uh, a reaction? And get a
0: reaction. We, we got reactions. <laughs> we got reactions. We definitely got reactions. You know, I again, I think there's a fine line. Like, you gotta, you know, in any game, um, if it's too easy... You go, why why do we stop playing tic tac toe? Yep. Why do we not play why is Candyland Don't the worst talk why about is, why is Candyland on can, this podcast? Why is Candyland the worst game ever? You it's know? not because is if it, you take is it cho- actually
2: a game? Like is it, there like a, it,
0: no, it is a, no, no. it is a time waster.
2: Okay. Because, like, life is barely a game. Correct. It, you make, like, three choices. But land Is not. Is not. A, so it's not even a game. That's correct. So there you go. It's not a game. Do you want to go to game. college,
1: or do you want to go right that, that to... That, that makes a game.
0: In, in, wait, wait. In Game of Life, you can go to college, or you can start your career. When you retire, you can go to Millionaire Acres, or you can go to Shady Acres. You can buy insurance, fire insurance, or not. You can buy home insurance, or not. You can buy stocks, Stock spin the one. wheel, yep. or yep. not. So you're making, like, seven choices. Yep. <laughs> so it's like Fifth Edition. <laughs>
1: The game of life is fifth edition, yes, and that's what the podcast is summed up to.
2: The game,
0: fifth edition, is the game of life. All right, well, um, <laughs> we'll leave it on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll it it that's a good ending. We'll, we'll go on that one. So, I want to say thanks to Aaron and Bob for uh, for joining me today, and I want to say thank you to all of you for for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you next time here on the late night show. Thanks for joining the knights of Last Call. Peace.